Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio, call-in show, leaner, meaner, cleaner setup. We are still in the basement, but now we're taking your calls. Sunday night, time for a street fight, as always, that number to dial, not as always. As always, we are here taking your calls on Sunday night. There has been some changes. We're going to start doing this from 9 p.m. to midnight, maybe even 8 to 11 uh, we'll see what works with our schedule, but the new we also have a new number, and that new number is 614-655-3887. Uh, thank you for being here. We are on a live stream through Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and all the rest of that. Uh, the queue is filling up. I hope y'all are ready to talk that talk. Um, we're ready to answer your calls. For those of the, the, you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host here is Brian Quimby. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it out of Columbus, Ohio. And you can hear us on WCRS. And you can even find the largest archives of Street Fight Radio over at WCRSFM.org in the programs area. And check out some of the other wonderful programs that we got over there as well. This is a cold week. I don't know how much you got done. But uh, how are you doing, Brian? Polar Vortex. It is Polar Vortex. Polar Vortex coming this week. Not last week. Technically, I don't want to get, you know, I'm not Virgil Texas over here, but my wife has been running around saying we're in a Polar Vortex. And I'm like, technically, the Polar Vortex starts next week. Sure. But it feels very cold here. And I hate it. And I am now, I'm not walking because it's way too cold to walk. I, I walked today. I walked a couple days. I'm trying when it's not 10 degrees. I'm walking, right? But now that I can't walk, I don't quite have money. I'm going to join the YMCA. I'm talking into the mic. (laughs) Now that I'm going to join the YMCA, but I don't have the money until Thursday to do that. So I'm kind of thinking like I'm waking up every day just like I did last year and saying, why in the fuck did I settle here? Like, why you were born here? My ancestors settle here. Yep. Why am I here? Why, of all of the places, my dad was not born in fucking Ohio. My dad was born in Buffalo and then lived in Canada for a period. So then he made a choice. His mother and his father made a choice to move somewhere in in America. They're like, we're moving to America. It's going to be fucking fabulous. And they chose Columbus, Ohio and not like Los Angeles or Florida or like Austin, Texas or a place where it's warm. And that every day contributes to my depression when I get out of bed. (laughs) That really sucks. It does. Um, I did join the YMCA. So I went swimming yesterday and it was lots of fun. I've been trying to find something to join to do like during the winter and this is a good solution and it's pretty affordable and they have so much stuff. It's unreal. It's way cheaper than any other gym, gym solution out there. The young men's Christian association. Exactly. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get in a Bible study. I'm going to run on a treadmill. I wonder if they fight. Do they have fighting classes there? Have you found out about that? Have you looked into that? I have not seen any fighting See, classes. That's what I want to fucking do. I well, they have karate. Fucking, I think they have I'm some karate. karate. My wife said I could do karate too. And I'm like, I'm not fucking eight. I want to grapple. Okay. I want to take like a grappling class. I want to grapple. Okay. Some of you might notice that like we're looking straight into the middle where the chat is. It might look like we're looking at the chat, 
but we're actually looking at the Royal Rumble, which is on an iPad that you can't see on the stream. <laughs> Just to get behind the magic there. It's like right in front of us. But uh, yeah, I hate the cold. I'm getting depressed. That sucks. It's been a wild week, though, really. I mean, before we get to the calls, we can sum up some stuff that I didn't want to do on a basement show because it, it is boring. Not boring, but it's, you know, it's just not basement show material, but had a lot of people uh, declare that they're running for president recently. Okay, who? Uh, Kamala Harris. Oh, you're talking about Democrats. Yeah. yeah. I thought you Man, meant no like I thought you meant like cool people. No Republicans are going to declare that they're running for president, dude. They got their guy. Uh-huh. His name's Donald J. Trump. Right. He's the current president of the United States. Does it matter who's running for Democrats? Yeah, it does. To who? I think it does to me. I mean, just vote blue no matter who, right? So it doesn't matter. Well, you hope that that's... Okay. This the I know what you're saying, and I believe what you're saying, right? I think that basically, at this point, they whoever they run wins. I don't think anybody can lose right now. Really? I don't even think... And I know this is going to sound crazy to some of the listeners. I don't think Hillary Clinton can lose. And if anybody can lose, it's Hillary Clinton. But I think even she can win now. But so... Was it yesterday or the day before that Bernie announced? Right. He's running. Yeah. I ta- 90 years old or whatever yeah. he is. At 250 years old. I talked to some libs at some volunteering that I was doing. They were all very mad about Bernie. This is before he announced. They were very pissed at the thought of him announcing. So when I did see that headline, I was like, okay, now I know some people are mad. That's good. Yeah. They have officially, uh, They he's out. Like, he can't win this thing. Really? I really don't think Hillary so. Clinton I mean, can, but Bernie Sanders can't. Wow. No, he can't win the primary. Oh. I don't think he can win the primary. I think it's going to be one of these, like, good-looking people. One of these Kamala Harris's or one of these uh, Cory Booker's good-looking guy. Uh, I think it's going to be somebody good-looking. Okay. I really... I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I have it in my mind that I think a good-looking person's going to be the person. But I, like, see Kamala Harris... And I'm like, that's the kind of person people would vote for. Just looking at her. I don't think she, like, I'm not saying she's hot or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like. She looks like she could be on a lady boss TV show. Yeah, she's not a mutant like Donald Trump is what I'm saying. Like, just a non-mutant is going to win. And, like, the thing with Bernie, uh, I actually did read uh, um, a thread yesterday from somebody. I'm not going to out them because they were, uh, they're a private account. They have a lot of followers, but they're a private account. This is just not fair. To like say their things out over the airwaves, you know what I mean? But they were talking about how like you know in the past like two or three years, Bernie Sanders has has uh has really done some things that hurts small, but like the the sex work thing, the uh, Cessna right. Fosta, right. and a couple other things that has like really alienated the type of people that socialism is supposed to help. Sure, sure. So I kind of am that really that hit me in a way. You know what I mean? Just looking at it. That kind of hit me. And when you think about, like, you know, people in other countries that are going to get bombed and stuff like that, this is just like these sorts of things that he's okay with. That really hit me in a way that it's like, man, you know, really, like, he, I mean, he's better than yeah. everybody else, but there are, he is harming, there is harm happening to people. And I can see why there would be people who didn't trust him this time around. 
I guess is is my thing, and I don't trust him. But I I think some of that stuff was pretty bad too. I think I really think the Sesta Foster stuff was terrible, and I he's not the only one that did that. You know what I mean? Like Kamal Harris was for all, all of them were for it, but it's just saying like, well, he did this. And he didn't have any regard for the people that were were speaking out against it and stuff like that. That it's like maybe he is just like, I mean, Medicare for all is like this really great thing, and and like higher minimum wages, and him getting people to talk about stuff, and like him bullying Amazon into like raising their their rates is all like really cool and stuff. But we can't have a blind spot for those sorts of things because those are the people we're supposed to be on their side. Yeah, so, I mean, this sounds like typical leftist loser strategy <laughs> of uh, taking a guy that everybody was so adamant about hashtagging a whole bunch and then now saying why he's all bad and wrong and isn't the right time for it and shit like that. Well, I don't think he's bad. I I, I mean, I'm voting for whoever at this point that is not Donald Trump. I'm going to tell you, I will vote. Yeah. I've already said this. I feel horrible about it. We I'm know. probably not going to vote in their stupid primary because it feels the Democratic primary seems like the most pointless thing to vote in in the whole world. You know I well, mean? I mean, they they pretty much decide what goes and goes yeah. on there. <laughs> they, they bend they the that. rules so much that it's like, what's the point? No, they, they pick what happens. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up that I found pretty funny was just the like, as soon as Kamala Harris like announced the next day, there were all these guys saying stuff like, you know, it's just funny that these Russian bots are coming out already against this woman who has done so, who yeah. who was a prosecutor that has done some vile shit. And it's like every single bit of criticism towards her now, every, every bit of it is they blame it on we're all going to be russian by the end of yeah. this election me and wow. you are going to be russian agents you got to understand that sometime before the election of 2020 there is going to be something written whether on twitter and a in a fucking and one of those threads or something like that where me and you are fsb agents because that's just the way it is if you're not enthusiastic about the people running <laughs> then you're a russian agent <laughs> Yeah, they've made that their thing. Uh, and and, funny. and they do. But the thing is, man, I also over Christmas was around some real liberal liberal shit. And uh, they love the cops. I mean, they don't un they don't understand the distrust of authority or policing or justice or the system at all. So yeah. the Kamala Harris stuff doesn't even make any sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. But I think that there is like a, a hopefully, you know, hopefully that we'll get through that thing where we talk about what she's done. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I would just rather, yeah, I would rather them at least confront it, you know, yeah, cause you start seeing what she's done and it's like, she fought against body cameras, which me and Brett, when the body camera thing was happening, it was like, you know, they'll just take the fucking things off or cover yeah. them or whatever. The, the, the body cameras don't really mean anything, but as a symbolic victory, as, as a symbolism being against them, it's weird. Me a little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and like fighting for the death penalty against people, and fighting to keep wrong, wrongfully incarcerated people in jail, and and like she just she did a lot of stuff when she was a prosecutor. That is no, that's it. The, those are the types of things that like, you know, a California prosecutor. They're they're the worst kind. And right. One of them. You don't you don't think the Cardi B saying the Bernie thing helps at all? Nope. She, she, she's she everybody like can hit the back walls or something. No, like stop that, it. Or, no. Like, or Bernie dog no. walked uh, somebody or something. <laughs> no. I don't think so. No. I don't. I didn't help last time. 
Okay. People will just call her Killer Mike's friend. That's true. You know, Killer Mike was there, and people just all of a sudden were like, I hate you, Killer Michael. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's a celebrity that can endorse Bernie Sanders besides, like, Hillary Clinton. Like, if Hillary Clinton was like, I like Bernie Sanders, he should be the president, then those people would come along with him. But... I, you know, Hillary Clinton already was on TV the other, like, I think yesterday saying like, well, you know, a lot of them, Bernie had a lot of them Russian bot accounts and stuff like that working for him. So she's yeah. full on in like Bernie's Russian. <laughs> it's great. It's a good, it's a good answer. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm excited about the Russia stuff. I really am. Like this time where it's like, I've been accused of being all different sorts of agents in the past, but uh -huh. a Russian agent I really like because. I've never even been out of the United States. <laughs> I, just, I just got to the West Coast for the first time at 40 years old. <laughs> I think I've spent, out of 40 years, I have spent 39 and a half years in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Maybe even more, actually, than that. Right. You, you think it's probably 39 and three quarters of right, right. years in Columbus, Ohio. Probably about two months not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get these calls, man. Yeah. Let's... I'm just nervous to take them now. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if this works. Here's the big test, everybody. Um, thank you. Hold on. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? What's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, we're on. What's up? I'm on. Cool. How's it going? First caller in face mode. Hell yeah. What's up, man? Uh, not not much. I'm just I'm sitting in Minnesota right now, and we're just freezing here too. So I feel you. You're in the sun? No. I thought we're. Said... I'm in Minnesota. Oh yeah, it's cold in Minnesota. It's not. I thought you said I'm sitting here in the sun. I was like, yeah. well, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> How long has it been since you left? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, we're. I'm in Minnesota. Like in wind chill, negative fifteen or something. Bro. But we got we got a two hour late start at school tomorrow, so okay, it's all worth it. You know what's weird? My daughter but, goes to a school. She lives in a walking district, right? No buses at all, and they never yep. cancel school or delay it for the weather. And they say the reason they don't do it is because they're a walking district, which makes no sense to me at all. I can't figure out why that's the reason why they don't cancel school for cold weather. <laughs> So yeah, they they'll just be out out in the cold. Yeah, they they're just like you can walk, man. You can walk, you'll start sweating. Sense. Bundle up. Yeah. <laughs> I did see a guy yesterday on a uh, on a Reddit thread about walking. It's looking up something about walk indoor walking in Ohio. It's some guy like a dick. It's like there's no such thing as bad walking weather, only bad clothes. And it's like, oh yeah, motherfucker, there is a such thing as bad walking weather. Mm. It's when it's ten degrees outside that's bad. Like... The, man, well, it, I mean, it, it was awful because last week uh, it started raining like crazy, and the temperature just—I was watching it drop to like thirty-five to twenty-nine, and it's just turned into ice. So it's not good for walking in. I want to go running. But I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to fucking slip and break my ankle. Right. I was walking today and I could not stop. All I could picture was the fall and then catching myself and breaking my wrist again. Yeah. That's all I could. Every time I slide now, I'm so, I guess I'm traumatized because I have, I've broken my wrist twice. I've broken an ankle. Like I've broken more bones than regular people because I'm an idiot. 
and I, I'm just like, I, I'm not aware of my body. And like, I, so I've broken a bunch of bones and like every time I even slightly slide on a piece of ice, I'm like, that's, this is where I break a bone. Like yeah. I could have just, like I, I treat it like I just had a near miss. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I just almost died. <laughs> Her life flashes before your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever like like crossed the street? I guess and like like you like you cross the street and a car zips by. It doesn't really get close to hitting you, but then you start to think like, shit, what if that car would have hit me? And then like then you start to because I do this. I get like panic attacks about like I was so close to this bad thing happening. But it didn't happen. But what if it had happened and I was dead right now? <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah, you would have stepped out of the house like one minute later. You would have. So been, let, let me let me pivot this. Me up with a sponge or something. What What do you like to do out in Minnesota to beat the winter blues? What's What's your solution? Well, I'll tell you what. I I'm on like a Nordic ski team, right? You know, we're out tight. We'll We'll be out skiing no matter what the weather is Fucking, tomorrow. I love it. Okay, like that. But. Cool. Good yeah, answer. we got a we got a race on Tuesday, but they're probably gonna cancel it because it's gonna be like negative twenty seven or something. Polar vortex. Yeah. That's called a polar vortex. It's a new thing we have in Ohio yeah. every year now. So what what are you calling for tonight? What's going on tonight? Um, I don't I don't know. I so I'll tell you what. Um, I was listening to an episode like maybe a year ago or something where you two were like talking about. I wonder if there are any, like, young people who listen to our show. And, like, that's me because at the time I was, like, 16 or something. 16? Um, and, yeah. And so, but the funny thing is I've never called into the show before because it's past my bedtime. <laughs> uh, so I thought, it was, I, thought it was, I thought it was 830, and I'm like, I got to call in and call in and say hi. How, uh, um, can I ask, like, yeah. can I ask, like, uh, what what is it that a 16, like, what what do you get out of listening to two thirties, well forty, two old men talk about stuff? Just curious. Like I I'm not telling you not to listen. Just is it like is it is it I guess like the thing I would think or that I would hope for is a thing where it's like uh I get to hear two adults that are cool and not fucking assholes. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it's that, and you guys always tell the truth. Like, there's never any, like, trying to, like, hide stuff. Like, you always tell the truth about jobs, about life. Like, even when things aren't, like, totally smooth sailing, you'll tell the truth about that. Do your parents and tell it's you It's really good to hear that. Cause... Do your parents, are your parents pretty open with you? Just, like, out of here? Because, like, my parents never, yeah, yeah. My, never, my parents never told me about drugs. Uh, probably never really talked about sex. My dad told me to use two condoms once, and that was like all they talked to me about sex. Terrible idea for young people listening. <laughs> don't use two condoms; they will <laughs> rub together and break. Yeah, yeah. So your parents are pretty open about that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, they'll they'll they're open. They'll talk with everything. But like, I, I, I heard about this, about you guys through like listening to Chapo Trap House, and so I decided to check it out, but. I don't know. It's just hearing real stories about people's lives and like yeah. giving the advice. It just seems like it's stuff that everyone should have to know before they go out into the world. That would so, be nice. What is, I don't, don't know. You I have, keep coming back. You don't have any like frivolous pursuits. Like you don't wait. Don't you? How do you? Do you can't you waste your time better than getting involved with all this shit? Hey, you're you're a young on, person, man. man. 
This is good stuff. Can I ask? Uh, no, let me ask about. Can I? Do your parents talk to you about money at all? Um. Yeah, they do actually. Okay, so, that's like, impressive. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah, like like they talk a lot about like you know you gotta save for like um later like like we opened up college accounts early and we we do all that kind of stuff just as kind of like just it's always it's always been a habit to like you know keep money aside for later and have they ever talked to you about their money though have they ever been like look we got this much in the bank account (laughs) because that's like the kind of conversation i try to have those with my daughter but even i like i'm more comfortable talking about like sex with my daughter than like like that kind of money thing like i've noticed that like because she listens to all this rap music she knows all the lingo and she knows everything about sex anyway but like i i've noticed when she's like can i get some money and you're like that's 400 like so the other day i'll i'll, I'll tell the story the other yesterday i said i want to get my daughter a computer i was like she needs a computer she's been depending on my computer which is so I should buy her one because she's a student. She needs, you know, buy nowadays a student needs a, compu- a computer. Oh, okay. And she said, you know what? Don't sweat it. Don't buy me a computer unless you can get me a MacBook because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And like, don't just, don't just go out and get me like one like yours or anything like that. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Wow. So, like, Does it not work? Does yours not work? Mine works great. She just wants a MacBook. Right. It just has to be a fucking MacBook. I'm surprised she didn't say, get me a Supreme Mac- MacBook. Yeah. Like, but I was just like, I don't know how to explain to her that like $2,000 is a lot of money. Like that, like, like, I don't know how to tell her what, how much I make. Like that, and that's how much it costs to live in this house. I know. <laughs> Let more. Like two times, two months. <laughs> yeah, two times what I pay to live in my house is what you want me to spend on a fucking computer. I can't do it. But I also can't articulate to her money. Like I can't, I wish I could just, I, I don't have the guts to sit her down and show her what's coming in and what's going out and actually what's supposed to be going out. Like, I don't, I don't think I have the guts to do that yet. Like to talk to her about like our actual situation. Yeah. So I just wonder if there are other parents who do act cause it seems so taboo. It seems like, oh, you're, you're never supposed to talk about this sort of thing because you don't want the kid to like, my wife always brings it up like, oh, you know, she'll be growing up so fast then. Like that, that's the conversation. It's like, oh, you're making her grow up too fast. You're uh, making her understand your money situation. Uh, yeah, well, in like four years, she's going to be able to do whatever the fuck she, she's going to be able to sign <laughs> legal documents to get a fucking apartment. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't think it's even growing up fast to be honest with your money. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you for calling in. Yeah, you got you to gotta know what's going on. Yeah, but we're going to have to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. We need to ask you a question before you hang up. Now that we're in the basement, we have all kinds of stuff in the basement. So we're going to ask questions from the Dr. Laura game before we hang up on every caller. Yeah, and I didn't mean to offend you. I'm very actually very impressed for such a young person that you're interested in learning about the the world. I mean, it's a good idea. I just wouldn't have thought of it of myself at that age. (laughs) So here we go. Hi, Dr. Laura. My aunt just died and left me some money. Years ago, she said she wanted me to use it for grad school, but now I'm married with a family and want to use it for them. What should I do? What would you tell this person to do if you were Dr. Laura? 
Oh boy. This is one I wasn't expecting. Ooh, oh yeah, um, yeah. We didn't mean to put you on the spot like well, this. You gotta answer it though. Before we let you uh, hang I, up the phone, you gotta answer. I'll answer it first. Uh I say you use that money for whatever you want. You're not allowed to give people money for a specific thing. I think it's rude. I think it's presumptuous, and I think it it should if you, once you hand over the money, then that is their money and they can use it for anything. The grad school thing, fuck it. If you want to get a fucking nice above ground pool, get a nice above ground pool. <laughs> sure. What do you think, Brett? Yeah. Uh, I think you got to go back to grad school. You got to just shake up the whole thing and and do exactly what is decreed in the will. I mean, it's it's a contract there, and you know, there's there's <laughs> rules. <laughs> what do you think, caller? Um, I I think I'm gonna say do whatever with it because like at the time, maybe grad school is something that like some something that that would be important. But now she's got a family. Maybe like like you got a family, you got other stuff going on. So. Like, it's whatever makes you happy or whatever like, makes your life better. Because, like, right. at some point in your life, having money for grad school is probably, like, the most important thing to keep going forward on that track. But, like, if that's not where you are, why, why spend the money on it? It's kind of silly. That's perfect. Yeah, Thank is, you like, for calling. If you're going to give someone money, uh, you should kind of assume that if they have a better use for it, then you should probably trust them and let them make that decision. Yeah. One, I agree with that. It's a gift. Yeah. All right, uh, thanks thank for you calling, for calling in. and thank you for answering the Dr. Laura question. Get to bed and do your homework and brush your teeth. Um, so I this that reminds me of when my grandma died and to I was going to wear I wanted to I wore this like fancy tie to the funeral. I was going to wear this fancy tie, but I really wanted to wear my Sylvester and Tweety Bird tie that I had. And so my mom was like, your grandma would want you to wear the one that you like the best. And so I wore my Sylvester and Tweety Bird tie to the funeral. Felt very proud of myself being all dressed up, yes. <laughs> repping my, uh, you know, my crew. So white trash. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my dad got him from work. At work, uh, this guy used to go travel overseas is all I ever heard. And he would come back with these ties that had like the Looney Tunes on them. And so <laughs> he would get them for me. I did used to be like, oh, well, yeah, I'll get one of those Grateful Dead ties when I go to work so people know I'm a fucking exactly. party. Exactly. I thought of, I used to see those at Kohl's, I remember, and be like, well, one day I'll work in an office. I can wear this groovy tie. Well, it's not like, you're not like, I love the Grateful Dead or anything. It's right. not what you're saying. You're saying, like, I know how to party. Sure. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I go to work. I wear a tie, but I know how to party. Right. Okay. All right, let's see who's on the line next year. <laughs> Thank you for calling Street Fight. I got a double click to get the call. Hey, how's it going? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hey, this what's is, up? Uh, Hank from Detroit. What's up, Hank? How are you tonight? I'm doing well. I just wanted to call and uh, let you guys know that uh, because of your radio show, I've actually been recognized out and about in public twice. So I'm kind of a minor celebrity now. Nice, Hank. I love getting recognized. Yeah. Yeah. They just recognize you by your voice? I guess. I mean, I was, uh, I was at a house party a couple weeks ago uh, talking about the Russian Revolution, as I am wont to do. And uh, somebody was like, oh, you're the guy who was on Street Fight. <laughs> really? Very That's nice. Good. Here, I'm getting recognized for that. 
That's well, great. I mean, when, uh, you're, when you're running in those circles of people like that are politically like active and stuff, you'll generally run into one of our people. It is crazy well, to recognize. This though was like this. This wasn't like uh, you know, like the meeting of the local reds or whatever. This was just somebody I know, you know, around. And I guess one of their friends is also a listener. So nice. Well, I think Very, we're going to try to get yeah. up. I, I just, so here's, here's some news, Michigan people. Now I just went to the library today and got three books on hiking and camping in Michigan. Ooh. So there could okay. be, there could be a street fight live show. If I can talk Brett into going up to Michigan and hiking with me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We, I mean, oh, we're gonna hike. Problem, what, what is the hiking in Michigan bad? Oh, no, no. I mean, if he doesn't want to do it, oh, we no, gotta I do love a show in Michigan and we love hiking. I love to hike. Yeah, we did a nature weekend this okay. year and it changed us both. We're now nature dudes. We're like really big. <laughs> me and Brett, me and Brett and our wives and our and our kids are like really big, like crunchy granola nature people now. Yeah. We love to just be out there okay. in the elements, hiking in the woods. Yep. Um, we have uh, portable bathrooms that we bring with us and all of our hikes, all of that stuff. I brought, I bought a pair of North Face shoes, <laughs> right. like trail shoes. Yep. They have a rugged and durable bottom. Right. Yeah. So, you know, any if you're in Kentucky or Michigan or West Virginia, I'm going to be around there this okay. year. I got three books. I got books about how to hike in those places. I'm, okay. I'm setting up the whole summer. When when it gets warm out, I'm hitting the fucking hiking trails. I'm a hiking dude now. I love it. I'm excited. So did they get you a beer or anything after they recognized you, Hey, No, it was, it was a BYOB place. So uh, I was drinking my own Colt 45, so... <laughs> All of our listeners, uh, why can't our, none of our listeners are craft beer people. And it's really shocking because it just seems like that would be the pool of people we would pull from. It's like uh, the, the sort of IPA craft beer people. And every one of our, when they do can checks in the Street Fighters Facebook group, I'll go scrolling through and everybody's drinking 40s. And it's nice. like, <laughs> I mean, I, my, my favorite beer is, is Guinness. But, uh, you know, if you want to drink, if you want to uh, get uh, a good buzz going fast, you can't beat Colt 45, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Ugh. It's all bad. So we got to ask you a Dr. Laura well, question before we hang up on you. Uh, are you ready okay. to answer a Dr. Laura question for us? All right. Sure. Here we go. Hi, Dr. Laura. My husband and I have children from previous marriages. We both travel a lot for our job, so we don't have a lot of time together. My problem is my husband. He always schedules time with his children instead of me. Help. So that is uh, our it. question. I'm sorry, what did you say? One more time. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Laura. My husband and I have children from previous marriages. We both travel a lot for our jobs, so we don't have a lot of time together. My problem is my husband. He always schedules time with his children ahead of me. Help. Well, I'm going to say this. Just, I am on the wife's side here. You have to take care of your partner no matter what. And if you're right. scheduling, I mean, I don't know how old these children are, but. The kids are temporary. 
They really are. I'm not bullshitting you. No, Brett, I mean a lot of people in don't, my life that the kids are temporary. No, a lot of people don't realize that in after the kid is old enough that you're back to one on one, like <laughs> yeah. back in the old days, like when you was you and you weren't as bitter and didn't have another someone asking you to wipe their butt or buy them stuff. Yeah, I can't count on my kid as like a person to hang out with or a person to have an evening with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like is that that shit is all gone now. She's gone all the time. She's never around. So yeah, you gotta take care of your wife. And Brad agrees. What what do you say, Hank? Should, is is this a problem? Uh well, I'm not married, but I you know, I have to suggest that the wife should probably talk to the husband about this <laughs> first, that, maybe yeah, instead yeah. of writing into Dr. Laura <laughs> and uh I mean, he's the only one that can do anything about it. I mean, true. You're right. You know, I know. You're right. She's asking Holds all the power. So this this person, this I, I, fictional I person that's asking, is actually asking like how to do a mind game. Is that what sort of what you're saying? She's like, how do I mind game my husband into? Does that? Well, I mean, I just think it's it's weird that, like, your first, if this person were real, obviously they're not, but if they were real, like, your first instinct is to write into an advice columnist instead of talking <laughs> it over. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, in a but... marriage, like, you're supposed to try and talk things out, I, I think. That's right. how it works. But right? people call us for advice, too, you know? People call me and Brett or DM me for advice all the time. I think that, like... There's a whole history. I think that like we do go for outside counsel. We generally shoot to go for outside counsel. In my opinion, does that make sense to you, Brett? Like for what? Most of us don't talk to our friends about these sorts of things. Oh, and we well, always want to show. We should. You're right. You both. You and the caller are exactly right. But we do. There's like. It's, it's part of society that we generally go outside of the circle for information. Like yeah, this, yeah. You know, I think she, I think she well, just I mean, needed to I settle think... the debate. She wanted Doctor Laura is like, who's more important, the kids or the partner? That's where she. I think she was trying to figure out how she can go about it from that direction. You know, true, true. Well, I mean, you just got to make some kind of ultimatum. I think, in my opinion, you got to sit them down and have a conversation. It's because your kids otherwise, are what you're just gonna be. Just... Anyway, that that's my opinion. Is you got to sit the husband down okay. and uh, basically gi uh, give him what's what. Perfect. Well, thank you for that's answering. Thank you for answering the question, and thanks for spreading the word about street fighting. You yeah, know, we appreciate you're it. One of our yeah, yeah, you're one of our brand ambassadors. <laughs> right. Yeah. DM DM me. Is, is that paid? No. DM me. I'll get you a shirt. <laughs> there we'll get you a shirt we'll pay you in a shirt thanks for calling in hey. have a good one man yeah yeah that whole you're so right uh, we should make a book we, me and you should write a parenting book called kids are temporary <laughs> that's the perfect name for our parenting book his kids are temporary they will leave you a hundred percent of the time yeah that's part of it that other person isn't going to turn into somebody else nope 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 right all right let's see who's next here on the phone thank you for calling street fire radio who are we talking to hey 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 it's uh casey from michigan what's up casey michigan calling in deep tonight now that we're on early michigan yeah yeah, 
um, yeah, um, I've had a good night. Um, um, I'm, uh, let's see, I have no school, um, tomorrow because, because I'm expecting a foot of snow. Snow day. So, yeah. The, what are you um, going to do? Are you going to go outside and fuck around yeah. tomorrow? What? Are you going to go outside and fuck around tomorrow in the snow, or are you just going to lock in and play video games or something? I'll, um, I don't know, because, uh, it is supposed to be very cold, like, like, you know, wind, cold, all, all that shit, so yeah, um, I'll probably just, um, yeah, just be inside and all that. Are you a play-outside so, yeah. kind of person? What? Are you like a play outside kind of person? If there's a foot of snow and it's 36 degrees outside, or not 36, if it's 31 degrees outside and there's a foot of snow, would you be the type of person that goes outside and messes around in it? I'll, um, I don't know, cause, cause, um, cause in about eight months, I'll be, I'll be up in a, I'll be up in Houghton, um, which is, which is cold as, so, so yeah, I'm kind of the outside kind of guy, but I prefer to be, yeah, cold, yeah, yeah, like warm and all that. Okay. Like well, yeah. Okay. What, are, so, what are you calling for tonight? What are you calling for? Tonight? I got a uh, first job story, kind of first job, kind of small, kind of SBT, all that. Sweet, let's hear it. I haven't heard one of these in let's three weeks. Why Dang, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So my first first job that, that I got was out out on this one um resort resort um part of the uh of the uh, state called uh called uh Canadian Lakes. Um, I worked as a as a um as a um as a um. Dishwasher up there, and it was, and it was kind of rough. But okay. the, but the um, yeah, yeah, it sucked. I was the only, yeah, I was the only guy there. Um, like, 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 like when it was packed. So, so I, so I had to like. Like up, like up to like two a.m. I had to like, to like clean and you know scrub, mop all, all, all that crap. But the, yeah, yeah, which, uh, which is, which according, which, which I was um, sixteen at at at, at the time. That was about two years ago. So um, so um, so a su su supervisor had to had to. Um, be in the in the place when 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 I was on my own. So yeah, so I was there late. I was tired. Kind of sucks, but the but the thing that was that was bad. The the, the worst is is I got um. It got um, suspended for two weeks um, for, for work for not sh sh for, for not sh sh showing up to, to a shift. That that I, that that I told the that I told the the um, head guy that that 
Sounds like that. Yeah, because I had, um, because I had my first, yeah, because I'm my first, I'm my first, my, my, my first, um, my first, um, concert, I, I, um, I, I went to down in, um, down in, um, Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. On the fourteenth of July, so so yeah, so yeah, 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 and yeah, and the like head chef um, uh, called in and like and, and like um, and like uh, handed down the um, handed down the um, suspension. So it was just all fucked up. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh... Yeah, they always take advantage of kids too at those places. Um, True, for sure. Yeah, you're exactly that. That is the goal. It's Actually, weird. I just don't think kids should be doing it. Should be going to school and doing that shit at the same time. It's just not the extra stress. Doesn't seem like the best way for kids to be educated. You know, to learn right, anything. Of course. Yeah, such a waste of time. I don't know. I don't. I'm not into kids working. I'm pretty bitter about having to do it. I'm against it now too. I'm against it now too. I'm like never gonna let my daughter work. She ain't working. We got an echo going on right I, now. Yeah, I might be too far away from the phone. We might have to. Uh, we might have to hang up on you there, buddy. I think uh, there's something weird going on with the phones. I think we're gonna have to hang up on you. I think there's something weird going on with the connection. It's bouncing. Thanks for calling though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Should we try another one and see what happens? I mean, we got an anonymous coming up. Is that good or bad? Somebody's. They could be pranking us. You know. Oh, you want? You think it's a prankster? You want to see if we get pranked? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if we can trust the anonymous. Okay, go for it. All I'm thinking of is that stupid mask. Jason, try turning it back up to where it was before that call, because now they're saying it's too low. (laughs) We're trying to adjust. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to adjust on the fly here, folks. This is all brand new. Uh, Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this the uh, Polar Vortex podcast? This is, it is. It's a podcast about polar vortexes and different polar vortexing things. While surviving a polar vortex, what tips do you got? Uh, uh, I uh, would say don't go to work, but it might be hard for a lot of us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So what do you got, what, what's going on? Uh, so uh, first I'll say uh, I'm Greg from St. Louis, and uh, I'm sorry about you guys' experience with your live show here. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. No, I mean, look, that was our first tour we ever booked. These things are getting easier and easier every time because we're getting a reputation. And we always say we'll never be back, but we went back to Cleveland, and it was a victorious experience. And uh, the only thing, I, let me apologize to you, actually, St. Louis, when I told the Chapo guys never go to St. Louis when they were in town. No, I, I might have been bitter at that period. Uh, so, sorry about that. So, 
That's all right. I wish I would have known that they treated you so bad. I would have told you guys to uh, trash talk the venue because at the bar, I could not. They couldn't hear what you guys were saying at all. Yeah, you could have trash talked them during. Oh, on, during the show, we're afraid. We're so scared of like confrontation in that well, way. I just, yeah, I don't want to fight with the club. Well, and I was like, you know what? I could trash the bar on stage or on floor in front of table, but like I can also go on my show and trash it to a lot more people. So we decided to do it on the show. We did trash them, which is so out of our thing now. We don't trash things anymore, but that's what we do. So I heard you guys, uh, I heard the, the most recent uh, Wednesday show where you guys talked about General Motors, and Yeesh. I'm a member of UAW, and I work for General Motors. Wow. And I'm hoping, like, I hope I can maybe, you know, maybe answer some questions or clear things up or explain what might be happening on the uh, union side and the GM side. So, yeah, I, I do want to talk about this. Oh, I'm glad you called in. Uh, this is the perfect, see, this is why the call-in show works. I did feel like we were sort of hard on the union because I think I, I – can I try to guess that it's possible that the union didn't do a lot of this out of like a solidarity sort of thing. Like they, they are there to protect their employees and these guys are management, you know? That's basically it. Here's what I will try to say is that – so first I'm going to say that this is my subjective experience and should not be taken as how the union operates. Uh, because I don't know everything for sure. But from my understanding is that the union representatives that are protecting the employees, like it's in the union like contract and the bylaws saying that they have to protect the employees to the best of their ability, even if it means protecting like, people being racist. And it's up to management to, um, to provide the evidence that, um, that they're uh, being attacked or whatever. So the union is going to protect the employees uh, no matter what. And it's even if it means protecting people being racist and it sucks, but maybe the representatives could might be the union representatives are like not putting as much effort into protecting the racist employees. Right. Yeah. That is a possibility that they were just like, yeah, I mean, it just, I think a, a thing that you need to do, I think a thing that you need to actually do is, is deal with the, deal with the, uh, racist, like they should have dealt with the racism. I think like, it's a bad look not to do it. And like, we have a tough time. I mean, there is this whole thing now where we're, where like the left does get accused of having like blind spots on things like racism and stuff like that. So that like, unions in the working class especially maybe do have i mean they should have a responsibility to be pretty vigilant about this sort of thing but like i also see what you're saying like i like you know they're there to protect the workers from management and that's just that's what they're there to do and like i some if something slips through the cracks if something fucked up happens then I mean, it's, it sucks that it happened, but it did, I did think that like that article came off as very hard on the unions. It, it maybe didn't give them, I, I guess the quotes that they decided to pull were pretty rough on the union when it also really is when it comes to management, that, that's like the company's job. The company should have been dealing with this type of stuff, you know? 
Yeah, and from what it sounds like is that the people, the the black manage the black people that were being harassed were um, managers, and that's just a really tough situation because it sounds like that upper management was telling the lower management to deal with it themselves, and that's at least how it seems to go in my plant is that when you're the lowest level of management and you're a supervisor to a group of employees, you're getting crap from those workers and you're getting crap from upper management and it's just the worst job possible to be in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I told, I, I'm with you. I, I did want to bring that up cause I didn't want, I don't ever want this show to come up as like, come off as anti-union, but that story was, was fucked. You know, that, that was a weird one. So I, I want to be clear that I don't think the unions are racist. I'm I'm talking about just that there is maybe that the unions are considered by many like the white working class, you know, and that like mm-hmm. they are they do have a rap now, whether it's deserved or not for being racist. And like we have to like I, I think it's our job to work extra hard to kind of show that that's that's not true. You know, because yeah, we're, we're getting back. Suck. Yeah, we're getting back into the primary season and there's going to be a lot of smears on people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just worry about it. So before we uh, before we go, you have to answer a Dr. Laura question. Is that OK with you? I will. I will. If only only if I could plug a podcast, because I heard it. people do that on here before. Do that. Hell yeah. We want we want to hear more podcasts. What's up? Who is it? All right. OK, well, so it's not my podcast. I just <laughs> did the editing of it. But my wife, <laughs> my wife and her friends, they do a podcast called Cardboard Curse, where they make fun of board games, specifically like board games with poor license on them, where the uh, the people making the board game was like let's just take this popular uh tv show or movie and turn it into a crappy board game and uh, so they play those and review them we actually have a shark tank board game down here in the basement and of course we're using the uh we're using the um dr laura game now so we're into that stuff i'll, I'll have to check it out it sounds like a cool show yeah. um so yeah for for all those interested, it's Cardboard Curse, and it's the same name on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But uh, I'm, I'm ready for your uh, Dr. Laura question. All right, here we go. Hi, Dr. Laura. My 13-year-old stepson was disrespectful to a teacher at school. He refused to write an apology note, so I took away some privileges. My wife thinks I'm being too harsh. Do you think I mishandled it? Brett. Do you wow. think they mishandled this? This was disrespect to the teacher at school. And Brett actually has a story about this. He witnessed his daughter lying to the teacher. <laughs> I know. That was just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that is the road to disrespect is paved with little lies to teachers sure. about homework. No, I saw my, I took my daughter to school. I don't take her to school very often, but because I've been getting up early, I have now. And I saw her teacher say, now, remember, last night's homework was to do your mindfulness training. Did you do that? And she looked at her straight in the face and was like, oh, yeah, I did that last night. And I was like, you did not do that at all. I was with you the whole night long. You know? Yeah. Do you take a – so what, how are you going to handle if Charlotte becomes disrespectful to teachers? I don't know. I don't – I just have to know why, I guess. 
Yeah. There's I'm kind of in the same boat. I just have to know why. My daughter's got like a history teacher that is, how do I, how do I explain this? He is very concerned. He's not a chud. I don't think he, I really don't think he's a chud. He's more the intellectual type of conservative that's not really intellectual does that make sense you know sure. what i mean like he's the he he knows a lot about like the missouri compromise and stuff like that and he's a conservative but he's not like you know he doesn't think of any other things you know okay. it's all like very solid american history sort of guy right okay and like he says things sometimes he's been trying to teach them this thing called grit which is uh it's an acronym for something but what it really is is it's his Basically, my daughter, this is how she took the lesson. So I'm, this is filtered from a teacher to a kid to me. Right. Right? You're not special. Nothing about you is special. Nice. You are all, what you need to do to make your way in this world is work as hard as you can and grind and eat as much shit as you can. Right. And then you get to be something. You need to have grit. Right. Because right. you're not special. Your talents aren't special. Nothing about you is special. Grit is what makes people successful. And if my daughter told him to go fuck himself for that, <laughs> I would be totally fine with that. Sure. I wouldn't take away any privileges because I think that's a yeah. fucking shitty thing to teach a bunch of 13-year-olds. Your skills mean nothing. That's what Jordan Peterson talks about. That's yes! What, and that's what I, the, pretty much what I'm saying is that I said some smart-alecky things to some teachers before, and if you know if they were warranted, I, you know, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, I don't remember getting, I don't, my parents didn't spend too much time at school. Yeah. It was just more like you should know better. Yeah. Just cut it out. Yeah. So uh, you, you probably don't, do you have kids? No. Okay. But now you're going to have to put yourself no. in a parent's head. Do you think you should take away privileges for being disrespectful in school? Boy, I would need to see more of what the disrespect was, but it sounds fairly appropriate i mean we got kids are just tiny angry little things most of the time and uh they need to maybe show some disrespect back to the kids so they know what what they're uh doing to others well, yeah well, yeah i want to say this to patrick in the uh, chat by the way uh, they said i'm a teacher and teaching grit especially to working class students does more harm than good and i totally agree i think it's a like the i think it's just such a like, that's not a message. I, I Like, I'm not trying to send that message to my daughter. I'm trying to send a message that fucking anything is possible. And, and if you hone and develop your skills and your talent, then you can do anything. That's that's mine. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I don't want people telling them that their special skills and their talent and things they've honed over time are nothing. And they're not special. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, I think in regards to uh, the Dr. Laura question is... Um... Boy, we shouldn't just automatically uh, show respect to our elders. They got to earn it. I agree with that, hundred percent. Agree. Good call. That's perfect. Even better than Doctor Laura. That's perfect. Well, thanks for calling really in, and thanks for answering a Doctor Laura question for us. We gotta get no this problem. Thank next you, guys. Call. Thank you. Next call. Next, next call. We're not gonna be able to take a break. You realize that, don't you? You're going all the way through. We We're can't take gonna a have to. We oh. can't. We don't have. We can't play music. Oh, you're right. I mean, we can put them on. We can play music. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jason says we can play music. 
Uh, we'll take a break after like two or three calls. How's that sound? Sure. We still got a full queue. Let's I burn them through. We're gonna get all through we all might not get to all the calls tonight. We thought we weren't going to get any calls, so. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the long boys. For calling so Street Fight Radio. Who are you talking to? Who are we talking to? Hello. How's it going? This is Caleb. It's not the uh, the Raptor Caleb, but the, the printer Caleb. Okay, hey, I like the printer, Caleb. Did I, I just read your story about how you started your shop on uh, our little hustles thing. I hate to – I was going to call you Terry. I was going to credit you as Terry in the zine. But uh, very – Yeah, very I would suggest going with Terry because I, uh, I got another story about that place that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to Terry you. So what's going on? What, what's your story tonight? <laughs> well, first I just want to shout out to um, – my comrades and my lovely wife, Michelle, um, say hi to everybody that's listening right now. But, uh, yeah, that same workplace, uh, the boss, he had a God complex. Um, so basically it was at, it was a screen printing place and we would run shirts through the dryer and he wanted to run as many shirts through the dryer as possible in the smallest amount of time and it, it wouldn't cure properly. And I told him about it and he would come out and he would hold the procedure pamphlet in his hand. And he said to us, this is your Bible. Whoa. You need to follow it. I am your God. <laughs> He's like, if Shit. you just like, <laughs> He said, I don't care if God himself comes through that door and tells you something differently. You tell him you have a higher authority, and that is me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we had a even a, we had a guy that even left from that. <laughs> that is yeah. saying you're God to your employees and that this, this handbook is your Bible. How do you get to that point when you're right. – like just a dude that runs a print – like, I mean, like – if like if you were like the leader of the Peace Corps and you were like solving world hunger, does that like then you, I would be like okay, you know you solved world hunger. Yeah. You're God, but you're just making T-shirts. I'm not saying that's not a reputable right. job. I'm saying that like God is not going to take time to make T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot when I'm doing like the work, and I was just like. What? Where do you get this from? Like, and he he inherited the business from his father, and he was you know entitled to himself. So I, I think that's kind of where it came from. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so in the in the book, did it tell you to do the shirts in a way that fucked up the printing, the curing process? Yeah, yeah. He would want us. We would send it through a dryer, and he said it needed to hit, you know, a certain degree, which was correct, but it needed to hit it for a certain amount of time. Right. And I guess he heard from like a sales associate or something from the the company that sold him the dryer that he didn't, as long as it hit the temperature, it would be fine. But he didn't want to listen to the people, you know, with experience. And uh, we actually ended up going and running everything back through the dryer for we lost an entire week of production because he wouldn't listen to us. That's fucked up that, you know, there was somebody at the uh, Portland show told, I was it Portland or maybe it was Seattle. Um, told this outrageous fucking story about 
a boss that um, there were some lights that were out in the office, like in the back room. Like literally this person couldn't work in those areas because it was dark. And they were went to their boss and were finally were like, hey, are we going to replace these bulbs back here? And they said, oh, no, those are LED bulbs. Those last 15 years. Like that's like that like that was supposed to turn them back on or something just by mentioning some sort of fucking you know it's like it doesn't matter they're not working you know it's like it doesn't matter what a sales associate told yeah. you these fucking t-shirts look like shit yeah it's just that authoritative complex that yeah. they have yeah I I mean I I do like the whole like I wish I I'm a guy that really wants self confidence more than you could ever imagine right like. So the kind of self-confidence a person like that has, to me, even though they're an asshole, is like sort of admirable the way, do you understand what I'm saying? Like I look at him and kind of admire somebody who's like, I am God and you will listen to me and this is how things work, okay? (laughs) Even if it's wrong. Yeah, someone that's just decided that they're going to make the most noise and make everybody, everything in, in the room revolve around them. Yeah, for sure. All right, Caleb, you ready for a Dr. Laura question? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> We're doling out advice. We're doling out Dr. Laura advice, okay? Hi, Dr. Laura. Oh, wait, we got... Hi, Dr. Laura. My good friend and I both have 10-year-old daughters who are in the same class, okay? Like, But like they really a, don't play together that much. They're money not, class? What? Money class or just school No, class? in like school class. Okay. So they're, they're two 10 year old. The, okay. So me and Brett each have kids, right? Uh-huh. Let's pretend they're both 10 years old. Yeah, I do okay. Too. okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's pretend all of our kids are 10 years old and we're the best friends in the history of the world. But they, okay. my daughter has invited three friends out to dinner for her birthday. And this girl is not one of them. What should I do now? Parents, I'm going to go first. I'm going first. <laughs> oh, here. Do you have sound effects? <laughs> that would be funny. I'm going to go first here. Parents don't um parents put more stock in this sort of things than the kids do. By the time the kids are 10, 11 years old, a thing you have to teach them is that you will not be invited to everything. That happens. That like kindergarten, first, second, third, even maybe fourth grade, everybody's invited to everything. Right. Yeah. But as they get older, that becomes smaller. And I think kids understand it really well, but we are very worried about our kids getting their feelings hurt. Right. You know? So for me, it's like, I mean, if they don't hang out, then they don't hang out. Why would they go out to dinner? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense if they aren't friends. Yeah. So you have kids. How would you handle something like this? Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, you know, maybe, um, you know, I think about some of my other friends that have kids, you know, if, if they don't end up being friends at the end, you know, maybe explain to them, try to be inclusive and everything, but yeah, you're right. I mean, well, yeah, at the end of the day, it's gotta be their own decision. Yeah. I'm going to have this situation as well. Cause I was just at a good friend's house whose kids the same age. So, you know, and they might not be the best buds at 12, but I still might for, fucking force her to. I don't do her that there. though. I I, <laughs> I I am very lucky because my my daughter and my niece love each other. Like they're they're friends and they hang out as friends. Like so, I'm very lucky, kind of in that department. But I did 
for about a year and a half there in in fifth grade man like there would be weekends where i had to sit down and talk to my daughter about like hey you know not everybody gets invited to everything and uh you need to make an impression i mean like if you don't if you are shy and you kind of don't make an impression on anybody, I guess, in a way, if you don't have any really close friends that you talk to a lot, you're not going to get invited to things yeah. that because they're not thinking about you. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. They're doing a thing and they want the people there. And like I these are conversations that if you don't like these are the types of things that if you don't talk about it and if you don't confront it and if they don't confront it when they're young, it's going to fuck their adulthood up. Like it's going to fuck them up as people. They are going to feel left out of things and it's just going to make a wild ass fucking person. Right? Like that's the way I think about it. Like I, I, it's just that some of the things we do in our heads, some of the, um, some of the things we make up in our heads about the social world, a lot of those could be like, could be like alleviated if we just had conversations like this when the kids are young. You know, you will, you are not being left out. Yeah. I'm not doing this to be mean. Yeah. People keep pretty tight circles usually. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Caleb. And I did love your story. It will be going into the zine. I promise. <laughs> you'll be Terry. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. You can't show your family because you'll be Terry. So that'll be a problem, but <laughs> thanks for calling. Uh, man. Thank you guys. You, t- you too. Oh, Caleb's been around for a long time. I've, I've, I've known, I watched Caleb open his uh, screen printing shop. Wow. Like on t- Facebook, just as a person. And, uh, it's, I don't think it works like that. It does though. It moves them in different orders for some reason. And if, Somebody's waiting for 55 minutes. You want to take their call before you take a 10-minute person. But I think this is someone that's already lapsed over an hour and it restarts the clock. That's a yikes. Okay. Well, I believe that's how Go ahead and pick them up. Let's get this. This is like the number that they came into the queue. Let's tear through these fucking calls, man. Let's do this. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. How are you? Hey, is this me? This is is you. Who's this? Who dis? Uh, This is... This is Nick from an unpronounceable town in Wisconsin. Cool. So, you know, you got three in a row. You got your Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Now we're getting, yeah, um, now we're getting this part of the country. No, The West Coast is mad at us. Where the fuck is the college? <laughs> <laughs> they can show up at 11. <laughs> we got it. We, we was getting, t- we were getting real tired of staying up till two in the morning on Sunday <laughs> or working till two 30 in the morning on Sundays. Well, what's going on tonight? Um, you know, long time, first time caller, long time listener. And, uh, just saying, having a couple beers before I got to go to bed and, you know, shovel the driveway of the six to 10 inches we're supposed to get. And evidently you guys are supposed to get it too. So yeah, we ain't getting no snow. We're going to get a polar vortex. We're not getting, it's just going to get cold here. We, it doesn't really snow in Columbus. I mean, it does. But it snow. I think it snows about eight times a year in this city, and that's about it. That's We're not like a big snow. snow. That doesn't Boy. snow. That is doesn't snow to me. How many days are there in a year? It's snow out there right now. There is snow out there, but it's not snowing. It snows like eight times a year, and maybe two of them are snow emergencies. 
out of 365 days, and it's mostly winter in Columbus. It's winter nine months out of the year, to nine to 11 months out of the year, it feels like. Okay. So, you know. Brian's not taking it well. He definitely couldn't handle a big city. I'm getting depressed. Minnesota. I'm getting de- Yeah, I couldn't do Minnesota. Fuck that. No. Nope. Uh-uh. I'm glad we went there in the fall. So, uh, what what's going on tonight? Yeah, that's so stupid, right? Um, yeah, we're watching. Kind of wanted to call in and uh, is it uh, Brett? That's the one that doesn't eat meat. That's yes. me. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any like uh, like really good like vegan dishes or like veggie dishes or well, just any dishes that don't eat meat that would be really good? I mean, I just kind of started a month ago more to like limit my options of like not eating fast food all the time and to lose weight. And so far I'm seeing some pretty good results, but you know, I live in like rural Wisconsin. So like most of the places to eat are either fast food or taverns and you know, a diet of beer and fried cheese curds isn't exactly a good way to go about your life. Yeah. 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 I I just had a great dinner today Uh that was, 100% 100% ve- well it wasn't vegan after I fucked with it but like actually it wasn't vegan at all I had cheese but like you know what's really good <laughs> like and it doesn't sound good when my wife first described it I was like this sucks but mixing <laughs> sweet potatoes with black beans and peppers is the best the fucking best meal and it's filling and it works every time it sounds like you're eating dirt but it is the best. <laughs> that, actually, that actually sounds like kind of good. I've always been like on the sense about like sweet potatoes, but like now that you say like black beans and peppers, I'm like really big. And like our family is really good with spicy stuff. I'll have to like bring that so, up next time we go grocery shopping. Or yeah, something. the sweet potatoes take a minute. So you have to do those first in the skillet before everything else and make sure they get kind of soft. And then you can start adding your onions and your beans, which are going to cook a lot faster. But I do that. I do that filling in enchiladas, quesadillas, tacos. Like that's how. That's usually my substitute for um, most of the Mexican food I do. I'll, I get like a can of the green chilies and tomatoes, and I'll add it to that as well sometimes, uh, and then season it up right. And uh, that's a common. That's a common. That's a that's like one of my I've had that staple for a very long time now. I mean, mash up them sweet potatoes and put them beans on it. It's good. You know, like uh, if you want junk food, that's not like cheese curds and stuff like because that's uh, I'm becoming kind of an expert in in like eating vegetarian junk food because my wife and kid are vegetarian. It's pointless for me to buy a bunch of meat or and stuff like that. But like uh, that, those fucking those spicy boca uh, chicken things, you make a sandwich out of that spicy boca chicken like patty uh-huh. and you toss some some sort of sauce on it that and lettuce and tomato and a peppers or something, you got yourself a good sandwich there. Yeah. We eat a ton of French fries at our house too, which is bad. We shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't like a lot of the vegan sausages. I, I don't like a lot of the fake meat, you know? But like... Uh, yeah. I'm on that yeah, I'm on that same boat. I'm not a big fake meat kind of guy. No, there are they. It's just if you've eaten meat all your life, 
You know, like the fake meat, if you're going in expecting it to taste like the meat that you know and love, it's not going to. You can do, well, and also, um, I don't know if you have a rice cooker, but like go to the thrift store and get one of those because it makes it way easier than doing it in a pot. But uh, I always like to do tofu. Like you can do it pretty good in the oven with like cornstarch and make it pretty crispy. And then... From there, your sauces is whatever you like. You can make it sweet. You can make it hot. You can make it, you know, however you want and pour that over rice with some vegetables. That's like a really easy one to do as well. That has a, you know, good amount of nutrients in it. You know, broccoli, onions, red peppers, cashews, shit like that in there with it. Uh, with like tofu is pretty filling and good for you. And it's it gets that fried food like, you know, goodness in there as well, a little bit. Yeah, those cauliflower wings always cauliflower work. Wings cauliflower are wings good. are really good, and it's like when they you're work. eating they them, actually work. Yeah, when you're eating them, you're like, damn, I'm eating vegetables. <laughs> like I'm just loving to eat. I'm enjoying these vegetables. It's it's crazy when you're eating them because, yeah. like, I am like, you will never satisfy me with a vegetable. And is vegan? Can you make vegan? Is vegan pasta hard? To make? No. No, it's very no? easy. Okay. Most, okay. A lot of pasta is just water and flour. Oh, I do eggs. I use eggs. Sure. But you okay. don't have to. You should do pasta too. Like, I know it's not good for you, but it's like, it's it's a, it's a vegetarian meal that's super easy to make. And our listeners will tell you a hundred of them now. If, if it, it just, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're in a Facebook group or something, we'll get there's Or if, you know. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 get some recipes out there because we most. I think I'm probably the only person that eats meat that listen that is street fight adjacent. <laughs> like, I, like I eat meat, and everybody else seems like vegetarians to me. That listen, it really does, right? Like our yeah, listeners probably seem high level vegetarian. No, I've been bullied by a whole bunch of meat eaters into talking about like barbecue and shit after the show. And I'm like five minutes into the conversation. And I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Why are they talking to you about barbecue? About <laughs> you. They, do know. they do it like this though? Do they be like, you know, Brian minded I am. Yeah. Do you know Brian? Brian would love this barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what they do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Well, uh, uh, you got to answer a Dr. Laura question. So, uh, before we can hang up, so let's do this. Hi, how are you, Dr. Laura? My teenage son has been using my new computer too much and lying about it. Last weekend, he got around my password when I was away and was on for 12 hours. My punishment was no computer time for one year. Whoa! You think I'm too harsh? Okay. Um... Of course, I'll go first again. Yes, no punishment time. You're talking about numbers. You're not talking about content. They're not. She's not talking about he's going on my computer and watching pornography, which he is. Probably there's pornography happening, but she's just mad about the time. So we can only go on what she's mad about. So the punishment for spending too much time on the computer is no computer for an entire year. Yeah, that'll break the habit for yeah. sure, I think. A week. I mean, that'll, I don't think you should ever I, I'm big I'm big on you never you never take anything a hundred percent away. That's my opinion. Brett, what about you? Oh yeah. Uh are you a takeaway stuff guy? You gonna take it away? You gonna take that computer away? I don't no, I don't see the point in taking it away because you don't accomplish anything. Like if if my daughter is doing something fucked up on a computer, 
She's going to have the unfortunate situation of me putting together like a training program where I sit down and talk to her about it over several <laughs> weeks. It isn't just going to be like a banishment thing. No, no that no. Doesn't, doesn't accomplish shit. You no, know? I don't take any. I would never take something away. My parents used to be like, like no TV. Right. I mean, and like, you know, that's the thing, too, is the parents that talk. I, I we have I have a lot of moral panic on the playgrounds after school about iPads and stuff. And it's like. Uh, dummies, this is where the world is heading. Like, this is what we're all doing anyways. Like, they're going to grow up and become one of us who stares at these things all fucking day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't act like they, like it's, you know, that it, they're doing anything different than what we're doing, you know? Okay, yeah. And, 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 but, like, you can control what's going, what the interaction is with that fucking environment, you know? Okay, yeah. That does make sense. Now, uh, Caller, are, are you a take-stuff-away person? Is this too harsh of a... Uh... Sentence for this young boy, this this teenager. You know, I'm not a parent, but I think you I have can to say be. as a uh, as a 21 year old that uh, you're you're officially psycho if you think that. <laughs> that is yeah. way too harsh of a punishment. Holy mackerel! Pretty wild. A year long punishment is they don't last. Then, then you have to go call him back into the ther- into your kid and apologize to him and tell him like. Uh, it was a little too harsh to say a year, you know, you can use a computer again. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is a one year, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like a one year punishment should be, I mean, basically the only person that should be handing out one year punishments. And I believe me, I don't believe in this is like juvenile court judges sending people to jail. Like if you're at home, what I'm saying is if you're at home and you're dealing with a problem with a kid, a one year punishment is a crazy, it's out of the crazy question. Yeah. This is, they won't even be the same kid. They won't even be the same kid in two months. And then she's like, no computer. And all this is about time. That's it. You're using it too much. How annoying is, I'm so annoyed by this person. This fictional person really got my goat here. (laughs) <laughs> All right, thanks for calling yeah. in. We're gonna we're gonna get a couple more calls yeah. in before we take a break. Oh, Draco. Do you mind if I do a couple shout outs? Yeah, go shout it out. Shout it, shout, shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. Uh, first thing, I hope to the PSA chapter with a bunch of other buddies up in like the Green Bay, Appleton, Fox Cities area. It's about an hour north of Milwaukee, but uh, you can follow them on Twitter at uh, Fox underscore DSA. And then, uh, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter for crappy Packer takes and other ironic posts, at T-H-E-S-C-H-N-O, the snow. Hey, can I tell so, you, can I give you yeah. an idea real quick? When you make DS, sure. when you make a DSA t-shirt, make it like Fox, like the dirt yeah. bike company. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Like the brand, oh. that brand from the 90s? Yeah. yeah. Yes, do that. That is the style. I'm thinking about... Start. I'm thinking about having Brett make a no fear style street fight shirt. I would be into that. <laughs> so we're bringing that shit back. I, that, that's just my suggestion for you. Bad boys club <laughs> and bad girls club and bad non-binaries club. I like fear. We do I like no fear. Binaries club. Would you, yeah, we could do that. I mean, I prefer no fear. I think I'm a no fear guy. I wore a no fear shirt. 
So I wore I had no fear shoes at one point. I was so bought into the brand. You yeah, were into I, that I was brand. Matched out. You're very much a no fear kind of like your that. philosophy is very still, no fear. I still live by a no fear t-shirt lifestyle. Right. Like the mottos are what keep me going. You you are. You Brett is what do like we got? let's look at some good no fear slogans. Brett is a no fear like his entire philosophy is the no fear clothing company. And like, uh, if you can't older win, now. don't play. Yeah, older. Yep. He's just older. Yep. Like he's older and more sophisticated now. But basically, if you want to know Brett's philosophy in life, it's a, it's no fear. <laughs> if it has wheels, ew. That's I'm not gonna read a, that. That's one. a bad one. That's not a real one, is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to read it. We're gonna make a no fear shirt. Maybe we'll let the listeners vote for the slogan to put on the no fear shirt. We'll come up with like five or six. Okay, of them. like a real tough. Or maybe we, yeah. Or we can like do a contest where somebody names it and then they get like a cut of the t-shirt sales. Okay. How's that? How's yeah, that I something? Like that idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm All right. Into it. This is an idea. So get get ready. We might be asking for this. This is actually a really fun idea. You get a cut of the money. Oh, oh um, look at this one. Living. It's the only thing worth dying for. That's true, though. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I took my grit test to see what my grit score is earlier. Oh. I got a 2.40 okay. grit score. I scored higher than about 10% of American adults in oh a recent study. God, 90%, 90% of people have more grit than you. I mean, I'm relatively <laughs> successful, though, in my yeah, field. Yeah, you're doing good. So. Imagine if you upped that grit. Imagine know. if I had actual grit. What if you were a 3.0 on the grit scale? I got to tell you the truth, you dude. These questions, though. What are the questions? I was so honest with the grit questions, and their yeah. real questions were, like, for people me and lie. you. Especially, you got to take a look at yourself. Once. It's things like new ideas and projects sometimes distract me from previous ones. That's true. And I'm like, yes, very much yeah, like me. I hate the stuff that I've already done before. <laughs> I want to just do something else. Setbacks don't discourage me. I don't give up easily. I've gotten better at that. I've actually fought through that one over a very long period of time. Here, well, right before we take this call, it's only eight questions. I'll get your grit score for okay. you, Brett. So the answers are very much like me, mostly like me, somewhat like me, not much like me, and not like me at all. New, okay? new ideas and projects distract me, I would say, is uh, somewhat like me. Yeah. I spend more time like be like going over and over again what we have to do. Like I'm just yeah. always like, we, I have a million fucking things I have to do right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm very much, I, that, that was very much, I answered very much like me to that. Sure. Because new ideas, I like will throw everything away to do a new thing. Sure. You know? Setbacks don't discourage me. I don't give up easily. Where does that put you there? Um, mostly like me. Mostly like me. Yeah, I don't give up easily. I mean, I said somewhat I, like me uh, because I do give up fairly I, easily on tech tech things is what yeah, I was thinking. Like true. the reason we had to hire Jason, but, it was like, I give up. I'm not doing it. But there's been failures in accomplishing things with the show. And there's been failures in accomplishing things with like my own life and career and stuff. Where, like, I was depressed for, like, two months to two years at a time. And then I got to the point where, like, after I got better, it was like, wait, I could have just tackled this fucking thing. Got over the failure and mm -hmm. moved on to the next thing. Because there's no other option. Like, yeah. it's not, you don't fail forever. Yeah. But I treated it because I had messed up these things that it was, like, over for yep. me. That's and true. I lived the next six months of my life like it was. Yep. So I've now 
through a lot of fucking effort. Now it's like when I get note when someone says we can't do this shit, I'm like, all right, we're gonna figure out a way to do it though. Yeah, we, we just have to make it work. You know? Yeah, you have been good about it too. I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. I answered somewhat like me, and. That's not actually true, though. I do, actually. We set goals at the beginning of every year for Street Fight. Yeah. And even if we don't make them... Like, I I remember we set New York by the end of the summer of that year, and we didn't get there until October, but we kept going. We didn't just say no. Right, we didn't say, well, we didn't hit our goal in March. And we said California, or we said West Coast by the end of last year, and we got there January 4th. We didn't just give up, so... Right. So what do you think there? Somewhat like me? Uh, Or is it not much like me? I would say it's somewhat like me because I still wake up and like, all right, I got to get this thing done. And then I always find other things to distract (laughs) me. Me too. Me too. I am a hard worker. Yeah, very much like me. Oh my God. That's me all the time. (laughs) I answer not much like me. I only am working. Yeah. I have difficulty maintaining my focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete. Uh, yeah, I say not much like me. Not much like me. We do pretty. We have a pretty long term thing going for this, and I yeah. feel like it comes in phases. And I know what's going on. Yeah, I finish whatever I begin. I'm gonna go with someone like me. That was that. me too. I, I have so many abandoned projects. <laughs> I'm very somewhat like me in that department. Should, my interests change. Need to make all my. I need. We need to get all of our stuff out there. I know. know. My interests change from year to year. I was very much like me. <laughs> that's the the most like me that any of these questions are yeah that is very much you but i think it's also very much me (laughs) it is it is we both like none of the stuff that if we met us from five years ago we would be like what a couple of chose yeah yeah is it very much or mostly like are you a strong very much much, i am diligent i never give up uh, I would say that's mostly like me. Mostly like me. Yeah, I injured myself working out, so I feel like I have that like really stupid keep driving. Thing. I've been obsessed with a certain idea or a project for a short time, but later lost interest. That's not much like me at all. Not much like me. That was very mostly like me. I have overcome setbacks to conquer an important challenge. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, mostly like me. All right. Brett's grit score is 3.50. He scored higher than about 40% of American adults. Okay. So Brett has more grit than me. That seems more like me, though, because that's where I like to stay. You have no problem being at the back, you know, like at the bottom of the pack, just being like cool with it. I like want to be like, well, at least I'm not the lowest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like better than I just am honest with myself about my grit to tell you. Like that's just who I am. I'm not a gritty guy. Well, but and also a lot of the show is uh actually working around most of our setbacks. So like we don't really have a high amount of grit, but we've been able to slowly plod through (laughs) working with all of our idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Yeah. To make it work. Yeah. Let's get these calls in. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. No, we it's had to do a grit, grit test. Score. It was important. That's Street Fight canon now, as Brett has more grit than me. All right, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Yo, is this me? Yep, yes. this is you. What's up? Who's this? Who dis? Hey, hey, hi, hi, hey, man, I always call. This is wild. Okay, hey, um, my name, I'm Glenn the Frog. What's oh, up, hey, Glenn? Buddy, the from, uh, yeah, I love those tweets. What? Street Fog Radio. Yeah, yeah, from uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Street, hey, Street Fight. What's up? Oh shit, I can't hear you that well. Uh, it's um, yeah, we're talking kind of into a phone. We're gonna be working on that over the next few weeks, so it'll get there. Ah, no, that's cool. What What's going on tonight? 
All right. So, all right. I wanted to call it like the the guy from the GM plant called in earlier. Uh, I wanted to call in because of the basement show. You guys were talking about those uh, shitty minute clinics. Yeah. And I used to yeah. work at one of those. Are you so a doctor? I could, so I could. Uh, I'm no, I'm not here. That that's one of the things. Is the reason they don't say doctor is because they're all nurse practitioners. Okay. Uh, I worked at. Oh, okay, so you know how there you went to the one at CVS, right? You know how there's one in Kroger too. Yes, there. They don't have. The, they have them in a few places here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There is one in Kroger. Yeah, they I, have them in Giant. Yeah, I used to live. I used to live in Columbus, and I worked okay. at uh, at work at uh, one of the Krogers there, and I was like the the help. That's like the difference between Kroger and CVS is that I, like they have me doing shit over in Kroger rather than in CVS. It's just the nurse. Okay. Okay. So, uh, were you allowed to prescribe medicine? Uh, no. Well, okay. Yeah. Like you were talking about the cough medicine with codeine in it. That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't give that out. I, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. We, yeah. We can't give out anything that stronger than ibuprofen for pain. Oh, basically no controlled, so it's no controlled substances you're not allowed to give out any controlled substances is that the kind of thing yeah that's it yeah that's exactly it is that so, a law? yeah you can is, only, pretty is, much is this a law or is this just a rule within the company i think it's a law but honestly i don't know that yeah Okay. I think it's just that they're like we. It's like oh, we have to get certified to be able to do this, and it's like too much of a hassle, so we're not doing it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what? What? Like, uh, what else? What else did we have questions about these these uh, minute clinics? I don't know. I don't. I don't do they pay been. well? I've never been. Do they pay? Oh well? no, they don't pay. Well, I mean, the doctor or the uh, yeah, they're they're basically doctors. They're. They're doctors in all but name. I feel bad for them, honestly. Okay. Uh, they make like I think eighty thousand a year. I made twelve dollars an hour. Fuck. So, not. <laughs> you yeah. were doing doctor work, though. I mean, you're straight up doing the job of a doctor, and yeah. they are really well, slimy about it too. Because would you how how many of the patients would you say were under the? I was under the impression I was seeing a doctor. Like that's. The impression I'm under when I go to one of these places. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think everybody thinks they're seeing doctors, or like yeah. a lot of people at least, or at least somebody that can do something. Like at least somebody like. So yeah, the coating cough syrup, like that's a medicine. Like why can't why are there these doctors that aren't allowed or doctors that aren't allowed to do medicine? Like that's why she sent me right. She didn't give me the steroids. Like she could have given me steroids. That, that, oh, really? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. No, that's that's like the whole thing. Why I was gonna say, like, I don't work at one of those anymore, and I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't don't don't go to them. Honestly, okay. Everybody's <laughs> listening. Don't go to Minute Clinic. Don't go to Little Clinic because it's basically the best they'll be able to do is if you're like real sure you have a strep, uh, like strep or something like that, they can give you an antibiotic. That's hundred percent what they what they're good for, or an STD if it's so, certain STDs they could check for. So yeah, you so you can roll in. But there. like other than that, it's just like tricking you. Yeah, so if you can roll in there and be like, I think I have, like, if you think you have strep, you can go and 
check and see if you, because that's what I've used it for the two times was I thought I might have strep throat. So I went in there to get a test, but then I didn't have it either time. And it felt like a colossal waste of time because then they were like, just, you know, walk it off. You know, that was basically what they said yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, because that's like literally all they can pretty much prescribe is those antibiotics for strep. So if they test you and they say, oh, you don't have strep, then like, Otherwise, they pretty much would like Kroger because we had we would just like walk with the uh, patients and like just go to like the dietary supplement aisle and be like, oh, here's some Flonase. No, try this. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. We actually, while I was there too, we had a, a dietitian who would do that with the food too, which was wild. That's sales. You're doing sales. They're just doing sales, dude. I, They'll test you for strep, yeah. and then they're no, going on a we sales, sales. We had to market ourselves. <laughs> it was it was fucking crazy. The court. I don't know what corporate did, but I'm pretty sure they didn't do anything because they like we had to do all the supply chain shit. We had to stock. We had to uh, handle the only thing we didn't have to do with billing, but I had to like sign in the patients, uh, like process shit, uh, do insurance. Uh, so they basically, they, whenever we weren't with a patient, we were supposed to be marketing through the aisles and like trying to get people to come in for a <laughs> shot because we had a quota. Oh, you had a quota? And obviously we didn't do that, but yeah, we had a quota. We had a quota for flu shots. We were supposed to give like, I think it was 14-ish a day. I, and we, we weren't. Ooh, that does, that, that doesn't hard. happen. Yeah, wow. that seems like a tall ask, like in the grocery store. <laughs> Fucking pulling people aside. Well, yeah, and... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's amazing. People who are coming in to go grab, like, some fruit and some milk don't want to have, like, me, a, a guy in scrubs, walk up to him and be like, hey, do you want to uh, get a shot in your arm real quick? It'll be, like, $80. I don't want to. I wouldn't like, feel comfortable getting a shot at the grocery store like that. Like, out of the blue, just made a decision. I'm going to make a decision real quick. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I, I like, know. If you went to go reach in for the bananas, they just stabbed your hand with it. <laughs> <laughs> hiding, like hiding in the little thing that the bananas are in, and you reach it, and they're like, ah, gotcha, you ain't gonna get yeah. the flu this year. Or while you're in line, they should just walk down and give people flu shots while they're in line. So, uh, yeah, I look scan at this. Their, scan their, like, Savers Shoppers Club card to, to register whether they got the flu shot or not. <laughs> I'm glad you called because no, I they, do. No, there was a point where we were able to get points. Yeah. Oh damn! <laughs> Did we get some points. Get like some the like the points. Get points. Get we did that the year before one, I was get there. Get one chips ahoy if you get one of these today. <laughs> fuel points. You get some fuel points. Get some of the fuel points. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was fifty fuel points. To get, dude, this is depressing. I looked at those. This I just is, called yeah, this it was, medicine. This is medicine. I know. Healthcare. I looked at these as something completely different until this call. And my last experience when they made fun of my uvula. Right. Big <laughs> fat boy. <laughs> my monstrous uvula. The Godzilla. <laughs> size uvula. My Sears Tower. I called yeah. it a Sears Tower size uvula last night. Yeah. I'm so obsessed yeah, with yeah, my uvula Yeah, that's pretty much all now. we're good for yeah. over there. You want to look at it? Is it big? Yeah, I, I can look at it. I can... It's Brett said it's gigantic. I would I it would looks, show the people in, oh, okay. you think I can show people in the camera? It looks like a golf ball. Hang on. Let me try to get close. I'll try to do this. I don't know because I can't see. Uh I'll be right back and then we'll ask you your Dr. Laura question. It's like one of those bouncy balls, <laughs> basically. Here comes one of those huge up. bouncy balls. Uh um <laughs> people were 
a little bit concerned about the size of your uvula. All right, um, here we go. But, oh, gross, dude. He's actually doing it. He's just putting his mouth up in there. <laughs> He's really putting his mouth in the camera right now, showing people the inside. I don't know if they saw All it. that moss on his tongue. Hard is dark. It's dark, but, I mean. You need you to get can... a light in there. Well, uh, hold on. No, don't. <laughs> hold on. Where's my phone? You are. You're going to get into that fetish stuff, aren't I'm not you? getting into fetish stuff. like, look at my wet holes. Ew. <laughs> we did the uh, girls chat show. We have, It hasn't come out yet, but uh, it was a, one of the most insane podcasts I've ever done in my life. Oh, God. It is huge. Holy moly. <laughs> God. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Why don't it's like an alien cocoon. I'm sorry. It's alive. I told you that doctor was like weirded out by it, man. I am too. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Freakish uvula I got, okay? What was that? Thing? I don't fucking know. I, I didn't like know I was it was weird. watching a trailer for a horror movie. I thought it was like something was going to jump out of a sewer. <laughs> Stop it. It's fucking normal. There's nothing going on in my mouth. <laughs> How many rows of teeth does Brian have? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. Wow, that thing was, yeah. Every, people, The audience is saying that's a big N-O to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this Dr. Laura question and ignore my uvula for the rest of the show. My ex-husband and I were friendly with another couple who are now getting a divorce. I've been secretly in love with the husband for years. I want to see if anything can develop for us. What do you think? That's fine. Who am I to say what adults should date? You know what I'm saying? Wait, what was it again? Okay. My ex-husband and I were friendly with another couple who are now getting a divorce. I've been secretly in love with the oh, husband yeah. for years. Get it. I want to see if anything can develop for us. What get do you it. think? That's like the most common way that old people get together. Everyone's <laughs> looking for like the most convenient shit they can get oh, themselves that's into. That's all the old people I know that busted up ended up in some shit like that. Like <laughs> Facebook got them all together. They're like, man, I really wanted to fuck you back in high school. I can't believe you're divorced now. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Like, social media has turned into, like, well, you know, I used to stare at you in geometry class. So now we're boyfriends. Are people making fun of me still? Someone says he's over here. Go for a colonoscopy next. <laughs> oh, okay. That was double neg said that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, th- what do you think? How, how are you thinking? Should she go for it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She, uh, don't be friends. Just leave them. Go see what that life is like. You know? Right. Go, yeah, go I mean, see how it is with the other guy. Break up that marriage. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're already broken up, right? Yeah, they're divorcing Everybody's now, broken. which is kind of weird. Like, no, they're, they're in oh, the you're right. process oh, right. You're right. of okay. divorcing. They're still together. And I feel she's as trying though... To, trying to smash or just trying to get a relationship going? She's in love with him. Oh, in love. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I sort of feel as though you got to let in love with them. That's like a lot. You got to. Yeah. Well, I would say actually, if you want to play the game right, you got to let him rebound first because he's going to want to fuck oh, a please. whole bunch of people. Please, <laughs> please. I think the real thing you that you have to you do can't slide in right after a big relationship. Jump well, right you also can't. One. You also just wait till they're divorced. 
You know, I feel like until the divorce, there's always a chance they're not going to get divorced. And I've seen people do it a million times oh, in like, my life now. Oh, just back out of it? Yeah, like people are just like, nah, I think I kind of dig being married. Never yeah. mind. Well, you we know. Know, yeah, I know more than one person that got remarried to someone they divorced from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honeydew Wilkins in the chat said, it's not the size of the uvula in the fight. It's the side of the fight in the yes, uvula. Yes, I had no that fear. one. I had that one. <laughs> I had that one. Just a fucking monster uvula. Yeah, I had that one. Dude, right. Everyone's going to be talking about your uvula for the rest of the night. I know. That's fine. Guy. It wasn't that weird, really. It's not really that big. They're all exaggerating and like trying to do a bit, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. I'll let them. You know, I mean, I, I heard it's my, pretty big. I can only hear. <laughs> it's normal. I trust me. It's a normal size uvula. Well, thank. <laughs> thanks for calling in, Frog. Was it Frog? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Glenn the Frog, man. Glenn yeah. the Frog. You're Glenn the I will remember that the next time. Thanks for calling, buddy. Okay, don't right, talk about my uvula. Thanks. Don't tell your friend, your coworkers right. about my uvula. We got some anonymous here. Should we trust him? Can We're we going to have to trust him, man. Can we trust that sneaky little I, I, mask? I'm afraid of it, but we got to do it. This could be an epic meme. Drop. I mean, they've waited 90 minutes. That's true. So I'm sure they're here. They're just afraid of being doxxed. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? Street Fire Radio, taking your call. Street Fire Mr. Radio. Anonymous. Hello? Hey, hey guy, what's up? Guy Fox. Hello? Street Fire, what's up? Hey, this is Ship Prol. Ship Prol? Uh, you're anonymousing us? Are you sad, Ship No, Prol? no, I called to... I... Can, Why? Because we're not on at, uh, oh, like, nighttime where you are? No, no, I, li- I actually like this fine. I don't, okay. I, I'm usually not doing anything on Sunday evening, so, uh, you know, whatever time works for me. Uh, I want to tell the listeners, I met Shit Prol in Oakland. I offered him an opportunity at a very good marketing thing that I had just thought up right there on the spot, and he was not in. He is, do not go after him with your multi-level marketing schemes. He's not susceptible. He's impervious. He's impervious. So I've learned my lesson. <laughs> what's up, shit pro? He every time he calls uh, in, listen nothing. to the. Let me just say this: every time you call in now, you have to talk about multi-level marketing because I can't get it out of my head, and I feel bad about it now. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm out of that rack, and I'm staying away from anything that smells of multi multi-level marketing. <laughs> it's a good place to uh, be nowadays. So. All right, what, uh, what's going on tonight? Trying to get in on other scams. That's good. Uh, well, no, n- nothing much. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go hot tubbing. I'm gonna go in a hot tub soon. Wow, that's fun. They used to tell me that dries your living up. living luxurious. I was kind of hoping I'd be able to call you guys from a hot tub, but it didn't work out like that. That would be like the first one. You'd be like our P Diddy caller. Yeah, you're gonna get a cigar. You gotta have a cigar in there. Uh, I do have some cigars I got from Mexico. I mean, I don't smoke, so I could just stick it in my mouth and pretend to smoke it. But. Yeah, like I, yeah. Have you ever thought about this? Is what I used to do in my hot tub. For all you listen, my parents had a hot tub. We had a hot tub growing up. Yeah, and uh, you know the bubble holes. We used to go underwater and breathe through the bubble holes. 
Oh, that's the tight. little ones. You could just be underwater forever breathing. My brother taught me. Jason taught me. He was the first one. He's like, I bet you I could stay underwater for two minutes. I was like, motherfucker, you can't stay underwater for two minutes. And then he went and did it for like longer than two minutes. I was yeah. like, how's this motherfucker staying underwater that long? Right. And it was because he was breathing through the bubble holes that you put your booty hole on. Smart. But it's all clean. Like <laughs> Everything's clean in there because the water's so hot. So it don't yeah. matter. Yeah. Once water's over like 70, 80, 90 degrees, it's clean. That's right. the rules, you know? If it's hot to the touch, it's clean. It's true. That's how I feel about water. It's true. What are you hot tubbing? Like, you're just like, you're just like I want to sit in a hot tub and chill? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be going to this place uh, here in Oakland where it's uh, $20 for an hour to just uh, hang out in a hot tub, your own personal hot tub. I like it. So I'm gonna treat my I tr- I'm gonna treat myself and live luxuriously. Good idea. Okay, I like this idea. I like this. Well, I I hope you have fun, and I'm gonna make you answer a question now. Oh God, sorry, I'm watching wrestling and something stupid just happened. But uh, so you get to answer a question from Doctor Laura. We're we're moving away from the nag cards. Okay. And we're gonna do the preach cards for the rest of the Got show. It. Got it. Hi, Doctor Shitprol. I'm a widow and thinking about adopting an older child of about 12. A friend said, why don't I have a baby instead? Because a single parent is a single parent. What do you think? I think your friend's a fucking what a idiot. fucking stupid idea. <laughs> I, what is this? I would ado- Adopting a 12-year-old sounds better than ma- making a baby. Every time. I know. 100% of the times, adopt a 12-year-old. That's my fucking... If that's what you want... <laughs> I mean, that's what I, I, that's what you should want. 12 is perfect. That is the time to get them. Then there's hardly any work. No, kid is better. Okay, that's what you think. Um, So, uh, Shitprol, do you think she should adopt or have a baby? Uh... I mean, is she still capable of having a baby? I mean, I assume That's what you, I mean, that's, that's the choice she's trying to make. So she's now a, like, a, a, I'm going to have a baby person. Uh, so if she had a baby, would it be, like, through a sperm donor? or? Well, I mean, she could probably get a dude I need to, to get put all the one details. She could probably yeah. get somebody to put one in her if she wanted to. That's I mean, not how babies She's babies an attractive made, woman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really know. You but I pay, like, $25,000, and you can have any baby that you want. You can? At any age, yeah. I just think you go for the 12 year old. You, you wanted to adopt a 12 year old adopting a 12 year old is a noble thing to do. And I don't feel like it gets done enough. And it actually kind of makes you, I don't know. It makes me sad that people don't adopt 12 year olds. It's like ugly dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like how they just, you know, I mean, they don't kill the 12 year olds, but the 12 year olds have to live in like a situation that's totally fucked up. And if you're a widower, if you're a little far along in your life, it's way easier to just bring a 12 year old in and be like, let me help you out with self-esteem. Let me help you out. Try to find some way to direct your passion and your interest and shit like that. Let me be a guidance for you, you know? Buy you, like, a guest shirt. Skip the wiping butts and shit. Yeah, skip that stuff. And yeah, just... buy you a cool pair of shoes. <laughs> spoil you with money. Yeah, buy you some nice clothes. Get you in school. Get you living a good life. That's how I feel. Adopt 12-year-olds, okay? Sure. All right, thanks for calling, shit, Pro. It was great to meet you, actually. You're a sweet guy. We love you. All right, great to meet you guys, too. Have a good show. All right.
I don't know how loud this dab torch is going to be if I well, do this right now. Well, you know, you just got to do it but and find out. We don't have any bong, no bong uh, sound effects this time around. Yeah, let's get a call in. Let's All do right, this. another anonymous. We are about 20 minutes away from the end of the show, but we're going to try and get through as many as we can. 20 minutes away? I thought we'd do three hours. What's three hours? We start at 8.30, 10. Oh, we're an hour away. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll get all these calls in. Uh, who's this, Anonymous? Don't be mean to us. Hey, this... <laughs> now I'm calling from overseas. It's Matt. I'm in Berlin. What's up, Matt? How's oh, Berlin? awesome. What time is it in Berlin? Uh, you... Oh, shit. Maybe it's like 4 o'clock, 4.30, something like that in the in morning. morning? Is it... Is... Yeah, I wake up. I'm trying to... I'm trying to do a rise, uh, one of Brett's like little rise and grind morning things. Oh, are you? So I wake like, up early. Are you, in the morning. The, are you living the Brett early morning life? Yeah, I get more shit done like in the morning like that. It's, I agree. Um, it's I, like, I end up. Go ahead. Sorry. This is. Ah, oh, this is this is earlier than I normally wake up, just so I can make a, a call in show. But um, yeah, I get a bunch of shit done in the morning, and then I just take a nap later on. <laughs> Midday naps are always a good thing. Yeah, that's what I do too. It feels like uh, you know you can stay up late, and you definitely have time for yourself to do you know yeah, shit. shit but like when you first wake up, you have so much more energy and brain power and willpower to cross shit off your list. You know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, it, and it helps, uh, try, well, it obviously helps trying to call into the, call into the show. It, um, yeah, You're right. it's not bad. My partner gives me some shit, but, um, I tell her that I'm waking up to, to call in the street fight and she, she, <laughs> she likes it. Okay. So, well, that's good to hear. Good. Glad to hear that. <laughs> awesome. What's so, that? I said, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's cool though. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Uh, I um I was gonna call in one to ask you guys. Well, uh, when I was waiting in the queue, I heard about the uh, the getting punished. What was it for? Uh, computer use for one year punishment. Yes, yes. And I was gonna. It, it, I got grounded for a year when I was a kid because I did one of the. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go over to this. Uh, this person's house and I actually went to a party and snuck out and stuff. Uh, so I was, I was grounded for a year and that all that shit clicked back in as soon as I heard you guys talking about that. Wait, ground for any stick yeah. for a whole year. Yeah. No legit a whole year. Both my, both my parents were teachers. Um, and we could not get away with a lot of shit when we were kids. Uh, so they they read through my uh, my live about going to a party pretty quick and called me out on or they yeah it's a long fucking story but they basically figured out uh, that I that I'd lied to them put me uh, grounded me for like a year and no shit it was an actual year I went on my first date I had the first date that I had I had to invite her over to the house because I couldn't go out um, wow I make it sound worse. I make it sound worse than it is because at that time in my life, uh, I don't, I didn't have a, you know, a bustling social calendar where I was missing things all the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll say this. But I did, I did. Yeah. I'll say this. I was grounded pretty much all of high school 
except for the summers. They usually let me off for the summers. And like, uh, but if I was in school and I was not grounded on the weekends, which that's okay. Like I wasn't grounded on Saturday and Sunday. I was still grounded on Friday for some reason, which to me, I'm like, I don't like that, but whatever. Uh, uh, And most of the time I was not grounded on Friday too. So I wasn't grounded on the weekends, but I was grounded all week. Uh And like most of my child, most of my teen year memories of like weekdays and people talk about after school was just sleeping on the couch until the like in front of the TV until the next day, because, and I'm just like the, the reason I'm a hot couch guy. (laughs) Well, my parents were the hot couch guys. I was laying on the couch, but the reason I don't do the, the reason I don't believe in these long-term punishments is because like, who knows what I would have been doing outside with my bad friends and stuff like that. But like, I've wasted so much time just laying around. You know, because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, like, I wasn't allowed to do anything. Or, like, I missed parties. I actually, it's funny. I have, like, a box of old things, like, papers type stuff that I wrote in school. Like, just things I wrote down. Like, mementos and shit like that. And I actually have, like, a note that I wrote just for myself about how my parents wouldn't let me go to a football game that this girl... That I was, you know, kind of dating was mm. going to. We were going to meet outside of school on a Friday. It was so exciting. It was me and and this girlfriend, and it was good. I was so amped about it. My parents would not let me go because I was grounded, right? right? Right. So I went in my room and I wrote like this contract to myself where I was going to make a million dollar or make millions of dollars and then buy their house and then not let them live in it and also get them fired from their jobs. <laughs> like I was going to destroy my parents' life okay. for grounding me because I hated <laughs> them. I like hated them. And it, that's you're ruining everything. I know. I said, it says in this little contract, it was like, and they will never be comfortable again because they didn't let me go <laughs> meet Jackie at this party or at this football game. And it's like, fucking dude. <laughs> and that's why we tune in week to week to listen to your quest to someday completely embarrass your parents <laughs> into ruin. That's not what I guess I am following the contract in a weird way. You're close. No, I, I I'm not I don't hate them like now. I don't have like hate in my heart for it, but like I just think these long punishment things that people are so you know, not a lot of people do them anymore, but it just as advice, like saying we're going to do this long term punishment, I think it does a lot more harm than good, period. Oh, like, yeah. They, they'll learn the same yeah. lesson in five days or two days that they would learn over a year, you know, because teenage life is like yeah. five days might as well be a year when you're a yeah. teenager. Yeah, like, that's it, true. It's like it the, makes a it makes an impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my my parents were like, "You're grounded. You're grounded until all of your grades are above D's." And it's like that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the worst thing of that whole year that I was grounded was actually the first shit. Within like the first two weeks, I think my dad he was all he was really upset that I'd lied to him. And he just didn't talk to me for like, shit, it must have been like a week, two weeks, something Whoa, like that. That was the worst part of the cold. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking cold. Yeah. That's yeah. so shitty. Yeah. I think when they, I think when my yeah. parents, my parents, I didn't, when I was just grounded on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I was also allowed to use the phone and watch TV, I don't think that was bad. 
Like, it was just like, you can't go out and fuck mm-hmm. around with your friends. So I would just lay around in my bedroom and talk to girls on the phone. But then, like, they took the phone away. And then after they took the phone away, they finally were like, you're not just going to sit around and watch TV all day. And I'm like, no. So what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this life yeah, I'm do living? Do your studies. What am I, fucking veal? I'm not going to study. Like, I wish they... I When I come back on it now, if I, I was not a person with guts, okay? I didn't, like, talk back or anything like that. I should have just been like, Dad, I'm never going to study. Like, I'm never... I don't want to. I don't care about this stuff. I'm not going to college. I'm not studying. Okay. This isn't my fucking thing. This isn't like, I'm just doing this because they make you do yeah, it. You yeah, know? Yeah. This is getting in the way of my dreams of one day having a million dollars. Well, I just don't think I was super honest with them. Like in, in that, like I never just told them like this. I'm not, I'm just not passionate about well, this. Yeah. I you mean, know? yeah. I don't care. Well, sure. I just don't care. If they had known my intentions, maybe they would have been thought of me in a different way. Right. You know, because my parents were really like, they, yeah, raised, you'd have, they raised everybody different. You'd have to have your shit together. Yeah. You'd have to have your shit together to be able to like talk your parents down from that. Like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm not doing any of this stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told, I, I was able to do it with uh like basketball and or baseball and stuff like that. It was just finally like, I ain't playing fucking baseball. I don't want to play baseball. Baseball fucking uh, sucks. And they were like, okay, well, dude, then you don't have to. I couldn't quit anything, Brian. Like, fucking anything. I had to run it through. My dad was a uh, was a high school football coach. My brother was like a All-American football player, all this shit. Uh, so, like, sounds, when it came to me crazy. and playing in sports, Fucking, that was a battle up a steep hill with a short stick, man. Oh. That I remember quitting, quitting football. Like it was this monumental decision in my life. Oh no! Oh my god, I've got to quit. Oh no! I've got a yeah, buddy. Hindsight who, didn't fucking matter. <laughs> I got a buddy who, when he quit football, his dad cried like in front of him. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you fucking yeah, handle that, man? I never saw yeah, my dad cry, and he's a wiener and a half. Don't do that to your kid. <laughs> yeah. Don't, like, don't, <laughs> don't, like, don't, like, I'm so let down by you that I'm going to cry right now is, like, not a good parenting yeah. tactic yeah. at all. That's <laughs> not something that you should do. That's like weaponized toxic masculinity. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God. Imagine if your dad, just put, picture your dad sitting down with you and being Please like. quit baseball. <laughs> I thought you was going to be a baseball player. I would wonder how much those parents got, how much of their uh, social life was tied into their kids um, playing oh, yeah. the sport. Yeah, they were being one of the. Yeah, they were I've probably, seen my fair share of the parents that are, yeah, a little too involved. Right, they want to be the ref, and they also want to do like they want to be in the audience, and they want to like they are like they yeah. want to, they're the ones that throw the parties. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that throw the yeah. team parties, and they're the yeah the the ones that are like really super into it. Like they do tie up mm-hmm. so much of themselves. Yeah, in, your self esteem in your cap. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, and then they eventually go away and f- they hate you for five years. I know. 
I know. I think about it a lot. You talk to him once a week. I was like having this conversation with my daughter lately because she'll talk about the bad kids who are like jeweling and stuff at school and like smoking pot and shit. Right. So she'll talk about them. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I got to tell you, because of the district we're in, uh, just, you know, bourgeoisie, like basically I'm in a, like a rich school district that's like kind of an urban liberal, like rich school district or whatever. And it's most, it's like mostly white kids that, and their parents make a ton of money. Right. And like these bad kids, the, they like in this school, they have somewhere in the like high, maybe 80 to 90s college placement rates at this school. Okay. So when you put your kid in that school intentionally, I tend to think that you're putting a lot of like stock in the achievement that your kid is going to like the amount of achievement for your kid, you're tied up into that too. Yeah. And you want to make sure that yeah. they're high achieving. Right. And I think that stresses out some of these kids and they're just like, I'm not going to be nothing like you want me to be like, I'm, yeah. I'll fucking get high. Yeah, fuck I don't yeah. care. And like, I really do think that that's <laughs> like, I, I, I think that like a lot of parents freak their kids out like like in that way yeah. and turn them into bad kids by tying themselves up whether it's in their well, football career or it's in their like you know their wrestling career or their uh fucking academic career or their band or cheerleading well, you said i mean you said it a moment ago when you said you were you know your parents you had something you wanted to say to your parents but they're just not foster any sort of dialogue like that and i tend to believe that those open communications are the points when you can be like Seriously, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. what are you actually doing? Are you going to just sit here on the couch? <laughs> are you going to sit on the couch? Or is there something you're interested in that I can help you with? Yes. Or that would be more intriguing. Because, you know, I don't want to just do yeah. this, like, I'm a stern dad fucking routine with right. you. And getting you know? high. And I like, care more about, you know, what happens to you than just, like, punishing you the right way. Yeah. And, like, 14 yeah. and 15. Like, one of the kids they always talk about is 15. And he's always got, like... He takes pictures of himself with blunts and stuff like that for right. Snapchat. And it's just sort of like, he's just a troubled kid, man. You got like my, the way she looks at him is like, he's like a monster or a criminal, you know? And like, I have to well, explain to her in their world. I mean, not many of people are pushing the limit. And that's and right. the thing is, is that once they do turn 18, the low bar. Yeah. He's been caught having sex around the school and stuff like that. He's, he's, jeweling in the bathroom and and like he's taking pictures of himself with weed and shit like that but it's he's showing off and he's probably just a lost kid man like you you don't like the, the way that people think about bad kids is that they're just people that chose to be bad and it's like but they chose in like they chose for a lot of them for like practical reasons. A lot of times, like I always feel like I chose to be a bad kid because I knew that was going to be the path of least resistance getting through high school. I wouldn't get picked on. People would like me. It's cheap. It's a cheap way to get people to like you, to be like the bad kid and the druggie. It's like a cheap way to get them in, to talk to you. And then if you're a good person socially, then obviously you're going to have, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of friends. And I felt like, okay, well, if I'm going to survive high school, I don't want to get made fun of. I'm a sensitive, sensitive person. I can't really handle it. So yeah. I'm going to do everything I can to make myself popular. And a shortcut to that was just being one of the bad kids, the hoods, they called them when I was in school. 
the druggies. All right. Yeah, know. I had um, and ah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Um, all, all I was gonna say is that like I had a I had a similar. I didn't have the same. I didn't orient towards those bad things as much to kind of cope with uh, with being in school. I was. Um, I've heard you talk about it a couple of times, Brian. Like how you were always friends with the the girls yeah. uh, that were in your classes and stuff like that. Because I found out when I was a, I found out really early in life that all the kids um, that would like pick on me and all the shit that I'd get at school, I could kind of, if I buddied up and was uh, friends with the the girls in the class, all the guys would just like fuck off. They they didn't want to. They want to be. They didn't want to be as mean to me. Yeah, they don't want. Yeah, exactly. So I just. How how old are you? What's up? How old are you? Thirty four. Okay. Well, my daughter, now the, interesting, yeah. the interesting thing to me is, and I don't know when this happened, but like when I was in school, bullying was still super cool. But like at this point now, if you bully a kid, you're, that's what nerds do. Like nerds bully kids. Like if somebody nah. does a bullying thing, I don't think they're nerds. They're bad people. They're bad. But I'm saying not, nerds. <laughs> a nerd, I guess means something different, but as in like that's, they're unpopular. Like the bullies are kind of like if somebody finds yeah. if if the if the other kids find out that somebody's bullying people, they're always like, "Oh fuck him, he's a bully. Yeah. He's he's this, he's that." You know yeah. what I mean? They don't like him. It's not as cool anymore. That's not like yeah. a surefire ticket to to yeah oh, yeah man. yeah. It's still, if you just really just embarrass somebody I in know. front of everybody, that still has got to hit. Yeah, I yeah, but I, I just don't think I think if you do like he like he was just saying you you if you do it in front of uh, in front of the girls in the class, then they would be disgusted by the bully guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the gross yeah. guy. Like you know what I mean? There's a friend Some you have. Some of us are going our own way, fellas. Yeah, if there's a friend that you have that does gross stuff, he's like that's totally cool or whatever. You know, like like a person that's just like I'll fucking. I'll lick a piece of pizza off the floor or something yeah. like that just to get like kicks. Like that's cool for the dudes. Like that's cool when we're hanging out at a dude's night out. But <laughs> if you're going to like a co-ed party, <laughs> that person's not going to be very popular. <laughs> sure. Mm. All right. We got to do a Dr. Laura question and, and get onto these calls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, our best female friend just what married a guy we like a lot, but. Before the wedding, he bragged to us about his infidelities during their engagement. Would it serve any purpose to tell our friend about this? It's a good question because I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I am a very, I just said this a minute ago about my high school career. I was a bad kid because it was a path of least resistance. And I think not telling them is the path of least resistance. <laughs> I know it's horrible and I think it sounds mean, but like they're getting engaged, dude. Like they're gonna, they're getting married. The marriage is going to happen. Well, unless someone were to tell them yeah. what's going on. But then, what <laughs> does that in the end? Where does that go? It means that they might not be together, or maybe they have to talk about it and figure it out, or maybe it's like an open relationship. Isn't it like maybe kinda, they're gonna be in a throuple? It's not that though. We we can't count on a polyamorous relationship here. Well, it, <laughs> is it a good? Yeah, thing? but if they're your friends. Yeah. If you're, if they're your friend, you should know. 
you should you be able to figure if out if they're if America you know. was like well i slept i blew so many guys uh be, like leading up to getting married to Brad, <laughs> you'd be like oh i guess i'll stay out of that thing <laughs> so spicy <laughs> you're making it sound bad you're making me sound evil but i just for me it's that's like i you okay here's the thing had i not told you you would still keep be, that shit to yourself no. unless you wanted to be told you cheat, you have to keep it to yourself and don't let nobody else know yeah. about ever. But I'm saying, here's the, here's the thing, Brett. If I didn't tell you, right? If this happened and I didn't tell you, you would still, you would be married right now and you would be happy would, and you would have a happy family. I wouldn't be. They're going to blow, blow it up eventually. You can't keep it going. Right, but if, like it doesn't if you're, work. in your example... You're the current Brett. We're just all the current people. Just this thing happened, right? So your life is exactly as it is now, okay? But she, she cheated on you a bunch in, during your engagement. That's all it is, right? But okay. She, but she said she was done, or she was just like, "I'm about to get," you know. I mean, all this. I the information I have to go on is that she just did it <laughs> during the up. engagement, and maybe she's like, "I'm about to have this wife life," and then my side chick thing. Yeah. Sowing my wild oats. She's like <laughs> sowing her wild oats during the engagement because you're not technically married. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And if she, I didn't she, tell she, you, she that, didn't tell her husband about that tradition. Right. She <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying oh, he, it's a guy. In this yeah, place. it's a guy. What I'm saying is, if I didn't tell you that and your life went on happy, then the only thing that would have resulted from me telling you that is that it would have made you like it would have been a traumatic experience that didn't need to happen. I guess sure, is sure. how I feel. And that's why I say, I mean, I think in a perfect world, you tell them. I'm telling you how I would react as an imperfect human. I don't think I would say anything. Sure. I would just be like, all right, man, I'm, you know, this between you guys. Yeah. I'm not dipping into Kool-Aid. Okay. Sure, got it. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. this, I'm seeing my way out of this AB situation. Got it. Got it. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the same answer. Different. I mean, slightly different reasoning, but like, it's been my experience that if you, I don't know. You get involved in people's uh, relationship dramas. It, if you're friends with either of them, you're just going to fuck yourself over in the end if you start, uh, you know, trying to work your way in and give advice into people's relationships. Right. That's it's just a, a, it's that's inserting a dead, yourself. That's a, that's a troubled path to go down. It's inserting yourself and making you a part of the thing. And I think that, like... Yeah, you're playing Dr. Laura. No, yeah, no, no, but you're, you're not, you're not you doing it out of nowhere. Someone grabbed you and brought you into the shit. I know. I do agree with that. You but got brought yeah. the fuck in. I'm saying, like, how do I get out of this thing scot-free? I'm going to look at the chat. I don't know what people are saying. But, uh, so, uh, that, hey, you know, that's interesting. That, I, look, maybe this is going to be the most controversial one. So, congratulations. You just had the most controversial, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Laura, because I think I'm coming nice. off bad worse than I thought I would. But I don't I, think I'm coming I, off... Well, I don't think I'm that bad. I just don't want to, like, ruin somebody's, like, day. You know? Like, right. that's how I feel. I don't uh, want to ruin somebody's the other, day. The other, the other side of it is that if their relationship is as messed up Let's say, let's, oh, well, I can't even, that's a value judgment. Let's just say that they're fucking around or fucking around on each other and there's all this stuff hiding behind, you know, somebody's hiding something behind somebody else's back. It's going to manifest itself in like 20 different ways. 
So there's a lot of, you know, if it's a really good friend of yours and somebody's, uh, you know, that their, their partner is cheating on them or something like that, there's probably a lot of different avenues to get in to warn them about this person. And if they're getting married, you know, there's a very high likelihood that they've considered all this shit or maybe they've got their own little relationship uh, parameters that they're working on. What, what, it's just, it's, it's a fucking sticky situation all around. Right. Yep. But what if, but what if the guy is like such a, such a wimp that he can't, or the whatever can't, just break up and call, call the wedding off and is trying to get you to do the dirty work. That's so you, what I'm saying. Don't do it. No. Why not? Just God get damn, out. that just Why opened up a whole look out, for your friend. look out for your friend. What if I say this? What if I say this? What if you don't have to I tell the nobody person at the end of this? What if I tell the person, here's a plan. What if I tell the guy that told me if he doesn't tell her, I'm going to tell her. Then oh, that's what you do. we're ultimate, all taken care of. Thing? We're all taken care of in that department now. That is what I do. I would you tell the do an dude. On him. I would no. Yes, on him. He's the bad guy here. Right. That he's the bad guy. No matter what, I'm not the bad guy, and he is the bad guy. Okay. And I want him to understand that he did something wrong. So I'm going to make him tell. Yeah, it's disrespectful as fuck. And if you're someone's openly doing that, you know, fuck them. They should. They should suffer some consequences they should be uncomfortable yep yep somebody in the chat said they, should, end up they should go online and <laughs> they gotta go online and check their grit score and then yeah, uh yes. you know Which, just go in there and in the thing <laughs> canonically brett's is higher than mine but i i think you know yeah everybody <laughs> here everybody here in the chat uh Jane Pickering in the chat said, you'll end up blamed for everything. Well, there's Bretts and there's Brian's that listen to their show. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not fair. Well, thank you for calling in. That that uh, We just yeah, had a... Y'all have a good night. Oof, I don't know. I feel bad. I, I don't know yet. I don't know how I handled that Dr. Laura question. Yeah. Let's right. get the next caller in. I know. Here. I think some people are sneaking in. We don't... We got it. We're going to stop at 1130, so... So we got 45 minutes. Okay. Actually, 1135. Okay, to be exact. Hello, thanks for calling Street Fight. Sorry for saying it weird. Is, is this me? This is yeah, you. What's up? Who's this? What's up? This is uh, Alex from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. What's up, Alex? How are you tonight? Pretty good. Just haven't been recovering from the weekend. I had to work two 13-hour shifts, so that was, that was rough. Christmas. You worked more than one day in two days. You worked... Yeah. He worked more than half of the whole weekend. What do you do, restaurant? I uh, yeah, I work at a p. I deliver pizzas. Oh god, uh, god, you're Did driving you your car up? that whole time. Is it? Is it? Wait, is yeah. it snowy as fuck? Is is that why? No, it's not snowy, but it's just cold. Did somebody and every, call? And now off? everybody's ordering pizzas. Yep, I do that. Yeah, yeah. And I was I, I I was the last one to get cut both nights. Ah, I have a question for you because you're a pizza delivery driver, and I've been having this like crisis in my brain about ordering food in this weather that we have here because it's freezing, right? So the Uber or the Uber Eats, the Grubhubs, the Postmates those those people need this, right? Yeah. They don't plan for a day off, right? When the storm comes. So they want you to order food and you can tip them generously. 
True. for what they do. True. Now, I posted about this and I got a lot of messages from pizza delivery drivers who were like, yeah, but I don't want to go out because I'm already getting paid. Not my tips, but I'm getting paid anyway and I don't want to risk myself while I'm out there. Got it. So, so they I'm, could just sit in the office all day if nobody calls. Yeah, but they wouldn't get any tips. They ain't going to get paid shit doing that. So how do you feel about this, Alex? Is it Alex? Um... I don't know. I I think that, uh, you know, I, I have a really good car for snow, so I don't really mind going out. But you sh- I, I usually expect better tips when it's like 18 and snowing out. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's so, fair. I just think that, like, do, do you see that from other people who aren't, like, working on an app? Because the app people want you to order. I was a Lyft driver and like, I didn't care what the weather was. I wanted you to order a lift because I needed to get the money. I didn't turn the app on <laughs> if yeah. I didn't need money, you know? But like uh, the uh, the pizza delivery driving thing, it does seem kind of sticky. It does seem like, man, maybe we shouldn't be making I mean, them go just, out in this shit. Yeah, just eat, eat like clear out your cupboards. Like yeah. eat some of the stuff in your cupboards that you have, you know, has been sitting there for too long. Yeah, yeah. 13 hours is a long-ass shift, though. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go tell my manager that I'm not doing that shit again. Oh, shit. I don't know, though. I, I What do you think your manager will say? Uh, uh, I think there's like a 50-50 chance of, of him just being like, okay, because I'd say that I'd like do it once, once a weekend, like I'd work a 13-hour shift, but not twice. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, that's he asked you for more than half of your weekend. Yeah. yeah. Straight up just took 26 hours of your weekend. You only get 48 of those. Right, right. But yeah. you're a pizza guy too, so do you party more during the week? Or are you are you a weekend warrior? You don't. You probably don't do much on the weekends, right? Yeah, not this weekend for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like weekday partying. I got to tell you. I do too. I, I, every time me and Brett are on tour and we're partying on a Wednesday, I'm like, I love this. This makes me feel great. Yeah, and we, I mean, so we have like a weird thing too because we record on Wednesday and Sunday. So I kind of make Thursday and Monday my weekday, my week shit. So like yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want, you know, party all day type thing. Like it's the weekend. Yeah, I'm a big Thursday. Yeah. I'm I'm big on, uh, I love Thursdays. My favorite days are Monday now because I don't work on Mondays. Monday's the only day I don't work. If I'm if I'm doing third shows, then I'm doing Tuesday and Thursday, which I'm about to be in a thing where for a month I'm going to work, you know, Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday every week. Yeah. And then after that, I'll have time. But you know what I'm saying? So Monday for me is like my big day off. Nice. So did did you did you want to do a Dr. Laura question or do you have something? You still have to do a Dr. Laura question no oh, matter I've, what. But. I've got a a small business tyrant story. Let's hear it. Uh, right. So so I work at a pizza shop and uh when I started working there like two months ago, two and a half months ago, I uh I just got free pizza, which you know, you should you should get free pizza if you're working at a pizza shop. Super Agreed. cheap. But the guy who owns the place is the cheapest man I have ever met. And he put up security cameras through the entire restaurant. 
and now we no longer can have free pizza. Oh man! We're he... supposed to. We get like a certain amount off right. of a meal, but no. the, the managers didn't give a shit until they put up the cameras. No, so, I, discounts, fucking food discounts at restaurants are bullshit. And they, yeah, yeah, you want to the... hear something else about yeah. the di- discount? Uh, they have like a poster up that says like you can get up to fifty percent off your meal. They never give you fifty percent off. It's always thirty percent. Oh my god! So they only give them a thirty percent discount on their food, even if they're working. Uh, did you get free like pizza free. on your thirteen-hour shift? Can I the ask that? Still making money on the food. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, you. So you got free pizza for your thirteen-hour shift, and that's why they do it so they can hang it over your head, right? Like they can yeah. be like, "Oh, look yeah. how poli- look how great I am! I gave you a free pizza." <laughs> Double J, baby. Uh, yeah. I gave you a there so they're like I gave you a free pizza I'm so magnanimous. Yeah. So uh Yeah. Oh my god. So a 30% discount on did, have you ever brought up that it's not really 50%? Yeah, like all of the workers know but we we can't we're not going to say anything to the boss cuz he will he can fire us whenever he wants. God, yeah, I feel for wow. you. That sucks. They shouldn't be like I I feel like a minimum for a restaurant. Like you're working in a shit place. If they if it's a restaurant, you can't eat the food. I I think that's horrible. Yeah. Like you should be. Yeah. Honestly, everybody there should be eating the food all the time. To, to, <laughs> not like that's not why Brett's laughing. Like I think that they're full of food. Like they're walking around yeah. at work chopping. I'm just saying that like like taking food home or having lunch like you should be eating the food that they serve at the restaurant yeah. so you know about the food at the restaurant even if you're the dishwasher what does mm-hmm. that hurt you know what does it hurt mm-hmm. i don't know just feed your employees oh no what what does a pizza cost like 40 cents to make like like at a pizza shop pizza yeah it's <laughs> you know what's the, the he, he buys flour in bulk yeah so the it's overhead, just yeast and water and like salt. Yeah, the, I know that it's classically like people use people who run pizza places run them because the overhead is crazy low. Like the the margins, I, I guess, are good because I guess it doesn't cost too much to make one pizza, and you're charging like fifteen bucks for one of them. You know, unless you're yeah. Little Caesars, yeah, right. And uh, so, yeah, that's true. All right, all right. Uh, um, now you got to answer this question for me. You ready, guys? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Ready? Hi, Doctor. You're Alex, right? Just making sure. Yep. Hi, Doctor Alex. Can you help me? I've been married for 11 years and have three small children. <laughs> My wife wants us to have an open marriage and be free to have affairs. She says it will make her happier. If I don't agree, she will not pursue it. What do you think if both of us consent? Do it, baby. I say do it. I say a hundred percent yes. If you're okay with it and she's okay with it, then go for it and don't worry what Dr. Laura has to say because Dr. Laura is just gonna say you're immoral, you know? What do you think? <laughs> you're gonna shout some uh, racially charged oh, God. Uh, remarks at you. Oh man. Yeah, Laura is not helpful. She says, Okay, go ahead. But give me your kids while you do immoral things to undermine your relationship. Oh, shit! <laughs> I mean, oh, this is so awful. 
come on, you know better. It would be totally destructive. Why? One's personal happiness is not the loftiest goal of humanity. Yes. Yeah. Well, why though? Yeah, I don't. I think that um, you're 11 years in. You're like, all right. I like most of what's going on here, but I need okay. somebody to, you know, break down my back. A well, little I bit. just don't. I want to do other. I like. There's this facet of my life that I feel. Yeah, that I would want to be fulfilled. And they said I could. They thought they could ask. I mean, at least they asked. You know, it's better than like someone telling your best friends yeah. and then they're cowards and they won't tell you. It could be a trusting relationship <laughs> or it could be the, you know, bad kind of like where they're like, uh, you know, the what the cuckolding like type of relationship. That's not what it says. No, that I'm saying that like, they're just saying like, if you, if you want to get some pussy, go get some. I think it's like, fine. I'm going to get a dick appointment. I'm not into an open relationship. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm not a fan. I'm a monogamy guy. I'm an old-fashioned in that way. My wife is definitely not into it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I couldn't, I can't say 100%, but I'd say 99% very sure. But, like, if we, if. He doesn't seem alarmed by it. No. Like, it doesn't say, you. like, this is immoral. She's a, she, he was just like, should I do it? It's like, I mean, yeah, if you're into it, go for it. I yeah, if you're it. even considering it, I exactly. Think it's if fine. you're considering it, give it a shot. And it's so not like that's she's... all you have to do is just also be like, hey, let's try this for 2019. Like, let's just give it a year and see how we feel at the end of this and reassess shit. And it's like she is like cool with him. That's the right. other and part of true. it that yeah. I think is fine. Like, if she's cool with him and he's cool with her, fuck it, you know. Let your freak flag fly. Fleek flag. Well, I can't say it. Then I just yeah, said a you're, slur. you're no freak. You're a <laughs> Let your freak flag <laughs> yeah, fly. Yep. I don't isolate that. You're gonna get that isolated. No, whatever. You yelling out f bombs and shit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I no I'm not a freak. You're I'm no just, freak. I'm sorry. Well, thanks for calling in, Alex. <laughs> uh, get that freak right. piece. Steal, uh, like, w cover up the like. Put a a looping tape in the camera machine like they do in a heist movie and steal that piece. Good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Good idea. Thanks, Brett. Just I get, like that. Go get a soundstage and just record stock footage. I mean, you can like, just record it in there. Really? Yeah, you're right. You could just set you the cameras up right next to them and just record a whole day of not stealing the yeah. pizza and then, and then play, play it over and over again. They would never know it, no, especially if it was no a whole idea. day. Yeah. 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 How would you know? You'd have to check at the same time. Yeah, no way. All right, let's get through these calls. Let's You'd see. have to do back-to-back. -back. Speed round. We got half hour, we got half hour to go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, is it me? Yes, it it's you. Hey guys, this is Dylan from Des Moines, Iowa. What's up, What's up, Dylan? Did you see us at Vaudeville Muse? Hell yeah, I fucking did. That was Dylan fucking was rad. Up. Hell Great. yeah. All right. Well, what's going on tonight, Dylan? Thank you guys so much for your... Well, thank you guys so much for coming out to Iowa, first of all. I know it wasn't like a huge crowd, but it fucking made my year. That, yeah. I mean, it was fun for us. We had fun. We liked it. We liked it was it a good there. show. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody like, draws <laughs> so a huge crowd in Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, first of all, there are people here. It felt but, like a ghost uh, so, town. But we, we were also on a Wednesday night, I think, or a third. We were on a night that isn't like a go out night either. I think it was like a Monday or a Wednesday or something. So we get it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually calling in with a story about the dangers of Kratom. Uh oh. Which I feel like. In good conscience, I have to tell the listeners. Okay. 
so I was a couple years ago, I was living in Chicago and, uh, I started doing Crate and Pray regularly or taking it or whatever. And, uh, really irresponsibly where I would just go and buy like bags of the capsules of it. And throughout the evening, every night, just like take, take some, like, I don't, I have no idea how much, honestly, okay. I wasn't even paying attention. I just like take a few, take a few more, whatever I felt like. And did that for like a couple of weeks or something like that. So one day I just totally stopped taking them just entirely one night, just stopped taking them. Didn't have any more. The next day woke up, rode the train to work. I'm sitting there on the train. I realize, uh, there's this, uh, if you've seen the movie train spotting, there's yeah. that scene where he talks about how heroin makes you constipated. Mm-hmm. Once you stop taking it, you're no longer constipated. Uh Oh yeah. So I, that fucking happened. Yeah. So the first, the fortunate thing is I'm I made it into my office. I clocked in on my fucking computer for my fucking job and dashed to the bathroom. <laughs> had to text my boss from inside of there. There was a problem. It was going to be a minute and just be cool. (laughs) Texting your boss to say this turlet break's going to be a minute sounds pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really fortunate that he was a really cool guy. And he was honestly just like, are you okay? Like, are you sick? And I was just like, no, 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 no. No, nope. just just give give it time. I've give it time to work out. I've been holding some stuff in for a while on this crater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch <laughs> like, of things that it does. Like I, I, it's like I always tell people, like just you know, be just treat it like something. I don't know. Like with kratom, a lot of times I think people get the impression that I'm like I think everybody should do it. When really I'm just like. When you're doing it, be responsible with it. I don't want you to like treat me like a doctor. Use my example of how to deal with it. And also, yeah, it's got some effects. It's got the constipation thing, you know. You can have like light withdrawals from it and stuff like that. So it's like be careful with it. But you know, I dig it. So yeah, and <laughs> honestly, it's it's pretty good. I like it, and it's fun. Um, yeah. It's really shitty, like, what's going on, like, people trying to make it illegal or whatever. Right, I agree but, with you. Um, I, I think it's wrong. I, I think it's so crazy to, like, I think, for me, it's very crazy to take this thing that people are enjoying, and it's not hurting anybody else, and try to get rid of it. Like, it's like, you're just, it feels like you're almost targeting a group of people. Yeah, yeah. Let's Dr. Laura it up, okay? okay? Yeah. You ready? You ready for the Dr. Yeah, Laura? Yeah, me. All right. Hi, Let's Dr. Uh, hi, Dr. Dylan. My daughter had originally invited... Okay, my daughter had originally invited me, my new wife, and my two stepchildren to her wedding. She recently disinvited my wife and stepkids. I told her if they don't come, I don't come. Do you think I've made a mistake by this <laughs> ultimatum? I'll answer first because I'm the first answerer. No, don't go. If they don't, I have, I'm a firm believer. And if I, I love this person. Daughter? And if you Her don't daughter. love this person, oh, stepkids, yeah. I guess if you don't love this person, then it like, like, uh, you can't have, I, I, okay. I'll just say it like this. My brother-in-law hates my guts. Okay. And my wife, 
They love my mm -hmm. wife. They actually like my <laughs> wife because I don't know, because she didn't, he thinks I make fun of him for thinking the earth's flat. But the truth is I like I don't <laughs> really make fun of people for that. I just, it's weird. It's just a weird thing, you know, what, whatever. But anyway, uh, my wife doesn't want to go hang out over there because she doesn't want to sit around and listen to them badmouth her husband. Do you, and yeah, and like, sense. I, I feel like that's really cool of her. Like I feel real solidarity with her and I wouldn't want to go hang out somewhere where somebody was going to badmouth my fucking wife the whole time. Yeah. And so I kids, wouldn't go. Yeah. And kids, man, like adults have fucking lives besides kids. Doesn't revolve around your fucking kids. And, uh, you know, you got to deal with your step parents as long as they're reasonable, you know, within reason. Right. Well, I, and, and I'm just saying that, like, I love my wife. And if she's disinvited, then I'm disinvited. Like, you, disinviting my wife automatically disinvites me. If you don't like my wife, then we're enemies is basically kind of how my world works. <laughs> so uh, what do you think? Is it should he go to the wedding or should he not? 100% skip it. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that wedding. Fuck those people. Yeah, it's it over. Like a, it sounds like a stupid time. It's bru it, I mean, if you dis if you invite a family and then disinvite everybody except yeah. for yeah. one person, yeah. don't go to that place. That's yeah. not like any time. That's if, aggressive. For me, it's like if you're inviting a group of people, if you invited me and just for example, the people in this room that are street fight people, if you invited me, Brett, and Jason, and then you were like, uh, I don't want uh, Steven, the zine guy. I don't want him to come, though. Then I, you've automatically, I've just been like, no, fuck you then. You know what I mean? You invited the whole street fight inner thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And like, if yeah, you, you don't just pick one person, like if somebody's instinct is to disinclude somebody that hasn't done anything like there are obviously things that you can do to be disinvited as part of a group. But if it's just, I don't like you, then fuck that person. Just fuck them. Like, I don't want to be around people who disinclude people, you know, who, who are just like, no, you're not allowed here. Unless that person's again, like a, a rapist, for example, it's like, obviously it's like, I, I understand this, but if it, if it's a personality thing, if, if this woman, if these people that are getting married just decided that they don't like their their sister-in-law and their kids because they don't like their attitude or something like that, then fuck them. You're disincluding people, and it's not cool. Obviously, other people don't feel that way. They're coming around, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Dylan. And uh, talk to you next time. I don't know. Right, if that thank was, you guys. That was just leaving me hanging over Sorry. here. I was like, felt like I was hanging in the wind. No, there. you were just kept saying the same shit. You, okay. You told it about you. Could, <laughs> Sorry. You told us about all of your fa your like ride or die families. That Sorry, you're, like, guys. Codependent killer for. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. All right. We'll we'll talk to you later. Peace. Somebody right, says. Somebody said the brick wall behind us looks like a blunt wrap. It does. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's got that color. Let's get this. Let's get this right. bread. We got we got three calls in twenty five minutes. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. We're we talking for a half hour. Hey, what's up? It's uh Robert in St. Louis. What's going on? How's it going? St. Louis in the house tonight. Yeah, uh yeah, I'm the security guard. Um yeah, uh 
I uh, I want to ruin you guys' week. Uh, I'm driving home from uh, work right now, and I want to ruin your week before it even starts. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, and, and I want to uh, I want to preface this. I had a there's a new guy at work that uh, he's like a veteran, uh, and I guess he was like a, a infantry mortar guy uh, in like the '90s. Whenever you know he was in, he was stationed in Southern California. Before I uh, say the story, uh, I just want to like. Uh, you know, bring up like, hey, what's going on in like Venezuela right now? And, uh, you know, and I also want to bring up that like, you know, we used to test nukes in the, uh, uh, you know, in the uh, Caribbean, uh, in the Atlantic. So uh, this guy was telling me yesterday that whenever, you know, because we were just swapping stories or whatever, and he was telling me that uh, they went out to test uh, these uh, mortars, and they had a uh, white phosphorus, red phosphorus, and then some other kind of shit that I don't even know. Uh, you know, letters and numbers. And uh, I was like, okay. And uh, I guess they were testing them in he was stationed in California. They were testing them in Southern California. And uh, the way that he was telling me it was that uh, they had the big, you know, shipping containers or whatever uh, off the barges and that kind of shit that they would test these on. Um, and they, you know, they were sitting there shooting off, firing these mortars and the dude's loading in, he loads three and then he puts in a fourth one and I guess the squad commander tackled him and he's like, uh, you know, Hey, what the fuck, man? Like I'm dealing with, you know, ammunition or, you know, I'm dealing with high explosives. You can't be doing that shit. And, uh, his like commander like pointed out and I guess there were, uh, illegal immigrants that were in the shipping containers and they didn't check and they were just shooting phosphorus at them. Fuck. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And the, the other guy that was with me, right. He was cracking up and I was like, no dude, like that's a war crime. Like that is war crime without yeah, the war. That is, uh, that is like, yeah. 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 I wanted to call in and talk about my brother because he's a libertarian and I keep meaning to bring him up because I want to know how to like engage with him because he's very difficult. Uh, but like, uh, I know you guys are short on time, so like maybe next week, but, uh, no, you're go- I mean, yeah, you I thought wanted- that was like, I, I, I mean, what is your, Sorry, what, we, we have, I mean, we still have like 30 minutes, so we got three calls, 30 minutes. So we'll, we'll try to get some done for you here. You say your brother's a libertarian. What is he a like libertarian that loves business? Or is he a libertarian uh, that loves drugs? He's he's weird, right? So I he uh, he's very into a, I I guess you would call him like an egoist libertarian, uh, where he's very much like uh, you know uh, fuck. He's weird, where he's like you know fuck money, you chase your passions or whatever. Um, but he. Uh, I, He's very free speech heavy. He watches like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson uh, and like that kind of shit. Uh, so like um, he's very like articulate uh, with like very bad talking points, but I don't think he fully understands uh, because I don't think they really like align with what he thinks. It just like it sounds good, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't uh, sound very egoist to to root for people that try to deny people 
the to make the choice about their gender identity or how they express well, themselves. And I, I also think that, that well, like those are you're you're dealing with like a harder type of person to talk to. You're dealing with somebody that's like a lot like my father in law and that like not super interested in hearing any other viewpoints. So when you start to explain stuff to it's hard to bridge that gap. You know, it's hard to bridge the gap with some of those people. And, you know, for me, I'm not super, I mean, I am personally, I like to look at the, like the right wing shit and see the right wing memes and stuff like that. So personally I'm fine with it, but I can understand somebody not being super open to that, like open to seeing what those people are talking about, you know? Well, last time I I talked to him, right. Like, yeah, I, you know, I like to see what they're learning, right? Because, you know, if I if I run into something that, like, I haven't encountered before, you know, like a talking point, then I want to, like, you know, be able to study it and, you know, like, think about it and be like, okay, like, why are they saying, you know, this? And, you know, what's the, you know, uh, what, you know, what what's the, essentially, you know, what's the right way to look at it, you know? And, uh, but last time, last time that I argued with him, uh, he, uh, you know, we were, we were talking and he was, he said, you know, uh, essentially, you know, police, you know, police are the, uh, the violent arm of the state and the law. And, you know, all they do is oppress. And I said, you know, I was like, I don't understand how you can have that viewpoint. And like, I was like, I don't understand how you're not you know, a socialist because you can't have that viewpoint. And then, you know, uh, relax it on like literally anything else that the state or corporations or like any other like power structure in the world, you, you can't look at the police separate from that. Like I, it, it boggles my fucking mind that he can have that view on the state, but like not be able to translate that. But libertarians, a lot of times, uh, they don't view oppression the same way that we view oppression. Their oppression is paying an income tax. Their oppression is their money being used to go to public works or for the public, what we would consider a socialist, the public good. They think that you should be able to make a lot of those choices. So when you talk about the police or the oppressive arm of the gov of the state, they're looking at them like, well, they're the ones that if I don't pay my taxes, they're going to come and get me. It doesn't seem like they're talking about black lives matter is what I mean. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that like confuses me with him, right? Because he's like very poor. He, uh, he, he is like literally living his dream as a libertarian where his, uh, he started up a company and I use that in like loose quotes where it's just like him and his dad. Uh, and they, uh, he, he invented a thing, uh, that is essentially a mold for like candles and soaps. And it makes the, I guess the process of making candles and soap, uh, easier with like this design where like you can just like pour wax into it and then you can like pop it apart. Right. Mm-hmm. And like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, like that's a, you know, like that's a stupid thing to have a business for. Uh, like, I don't think that there's a market for that, but, like, you are increasing production, you know what I mean? Like, there is a use for it, but there's not, like, a market for it, you know what I mean? And uh, so, but his business partner, who owns, uh, essentially bought his house and is selling it back to him, uh, you know, he, like, pays rent to his landlord until he, nice. like, pays off. Nice. And, uh, and whatever, 
whatever like alterations he makes to the house just go on to the the end of the bill or whatever um which is awesome you know and in theory right but uh you know it's one person that pays his wage uh controls his living and uh you know he he makes uh like roughly like twelve dollars an hour like translated right which isn't bad but um like he just had his second kid both kids he had to uh um fucking uh he his wife works at a hardware store next door uh to their house uh and she like couldn't claim that she had a job for tax reasons because like we live in illinois and if like they don't make a certain uh amount then uh you know they get essentially free health care you know and that's how they have their kids um so like and you know like he was aware of it and i guess that he just thought like oh i'm playing the system and, like, I'm smart because I know how to play the system. And, like, this is how you have to live. And it's like, no, like, actually, you can just fix the fucking problem. Like, it's, it's that easy. Like, you don't have to, like, play, like, you don't have to have mental gymnastics to, like, try and find the way to, like, beat the system. Like, you can just, like, fix the fucking system. Yeah, um, yeah I would say. And, like, it's. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, I mean, I, I come, I look at a lot of stuff when it comes to, you know, uh, communities and, and uh, joining together and stuff. I do come at it from a very selfish perspective where I do think that, like, making sure that everybody can get the health care that they want will benefit me, you know, in the long run. Like, as being a part of a community, as a part of a society and dealing with people, the more that we can facilitate you know, people having a baby and it not like crushing them financially, the better citizens that they can be, the more productive, the more that they can achieve their goals and their passions and things like that, the less that people have to worry about, you know, the the basics. Yeah. And, and most people, the, the majority of us are worrying about the basics. And I don't think that that's worth it. I don't think just to let, you know, a couple billionaires because i mean what what really drives a lot of this is that like you know but think about it there's guy there's people out there that you know make enough money to buy islands and million dollar yachts and all of these things and i don't want to change that system you know um it's yeah it, it's um, it, it, it's i mean i tell you what i still don't understand it for me it, it comes down to that that yeah 70 tax rate question where it's like Okay, make ten million dollars. Yeah. Make ten million dollars first, and then you can complain about it. You know, like who's doing that? Nobody's yeah, no fucking shit. Do, nobody's fucking doing that, and uh, it's not a. It's not. It's not even within reach of anybody. And uh, it would help to facilitate um, the rest of us who, who have needs that aren't being taken care of. You know, their infrastructure and support is falling apart for. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the, you, uh, the majority of people here, and we need to address this stuff, you know, because we have enough. There's enough work going into this. There's enough money. There's enough. Everything is going. There's enough effort being put into this. There's enough going on to take care of everybody, you know. But we we buy yeah. we buy into this system that they're in control of that allows them to hoard all of the wealth, you know, the the people that have always hoarded the wealth, well, and and you know, and we we convince poor people to, to dream of being rich someday. Well, America's in such like a fine state, uh, for like socialism, just because like the, the capitalist, like American dream that they pushed 
uh, like worked uh, in so far as that it built the infrastructure uh, for us to actually like seize the means of production. Also, uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, uh, I did wind up joining like paying dues and going to the first meeting for the uh, St. Louis PSA. So uh, that's fun. And then like, I'm like coordinating with them, but I got to like find time to do shit. But I forgot to mention that. But yeah, uh, I, I am like officially like, I guess, part of an organization. So, cool. um, well, thanks for and, calling uh, We appreciate my, it. Oh, you, oh. Um, real quick, uh, did you have you guys seen the Davos thing at all? Yeah. Uh, the rich guy? Oh, dude. That shit fucking killed me. Like, the them getting, like, fucking reamed on taxes. Yeah. Oh, the uh, memes were so good. Yeah. Those ones that they made themselves of, like, like nonsense quotes for, uh, like, about right. success and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got to answer. Yeah, and just like, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. But we're going to have to do the question here. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Okay. Pay your toll. You got to pay your toll. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go, guys. You ready, Brett? Yeah, let's do this. I'm 23 and getting married. The maid of honor is my ex-sister-in-law, whom I love very much. My brother, her ex- is also coming with his new wife and stepchild. My mother wants me to tell him who the maid of honor is because he may be upset. I say no. It's my wedding and she's important to me. What do you think? She wants to warn him that his ex-wife is going to be at the wedding. You know, I'll go first. Well, yeah, I go, mean, just, like, just tell oh, him. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Just let him fucking know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have, I mean, like, just let them make the decision and be done with it. Yeah, why, I don't understand why you're keeping that Why secret. are you making it into something for you to throw a fucking fit about? Yeah, what do you think? This is, I mean, they should be able what? to get, they should be fucking adults. We're not talking about, you know. Yeah. Ki- Teenagers. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they can be adults. But, you know, if they have a drinking problem, that might be something else. And 23-year-old know? type people. Damn. Yeah, like that's getting married—that's a lot of people who are getting married are like twenty-three. Yeah, that's true, and they're all having like weird feelings where they're jealous of each other. And they yeah. want to sleep with each other behind their backs and shit. Yeah, re- remember twenty-three. That's true. Remember, remember when you were twenty-three? That's true. There's a lot of emotions and shit going yeah. on. So, what do you think? Yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, like, I, you know, like. I feel like everybody has, like, those people that, like, uh, they don't want to be surprised by seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's probably, like, within that realm of, like, oh, yeah, he should probably know that, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't is, know why you wouldn't. His ex-wife is in the wedding party. Right. Like, you're, what, are you she's, hiding your yeah, wedding like, party He's going to be out there dancing yeah, when everybody plays Grease yeah. and shit and yeah. lines up with girls and guys. Yeah. yeah, follow that to the logical conclusion and uh, tell me how that goes. Like, Nobody does that, though. Uh, yeah. that, is, that is a true thing. Like, the best advice you could ever give another, anybody in this world, is to follow your behavior. If you have a moral dilemma like this, follow your solution all the way through in your mind and see what the end of that solution is. Because that will show what the intention was. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, that'll show, like, it's like, okay, so I'm not going to tell him. I don't need to tell him who my maid of honor is. Yeah. And he, then he's going to show up and he's going to see my maid of honor and he's going to be like, oh, God damn it. I don't want to be around like right. my maid of honor. Uh, so maybe I should just let him know. 
I'll just let him know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll just, maybe I'll just give him a heads up. She's in her mind. She's like, well, if I don't tell him, then he can't really not come to the wedding. And it right. doesn't even so, like, she's acting like if she doesn't tell him that it becomes a pro that it's not a problem. It, it's not a problem if he doesn't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much guys. Thanks for calling. Thanks for answering a question with us. Those are, it, it's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, right, we got two more. Yep, almost out of here. And I think we're going to do it. Yeah, we did it, man. We got Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Uh, This is Ryan in Oregon. Okay. How's it going? Yeah, hello. Um, Yeah, I was just calling in because uh, it was, I just wanted you to let y'all know and all the Street Fighters that. We actually have a lot of power to stand up against um, these tyrannical bosses that have been um, causing us to, um, you know, strangle our souls through each day, hardly through the four to eight hour shifts. Regardless, um, I was at work a few days ago. We get there at five in the morning and the phone rings whenever the door is unlocked by the manager and all four of us walk in. He answers the phone and immediately says something about, hey, this person should be fired. It's really early. It's 5 in the morning, and, uh, you know, we're not really paying attention to what's going on. Right. And the manager says, hey, don't you think someone should be fired if they call this early in the morning? Um, And we're all like, what? And he says it like three or four times. Yeah, like somebody must have called in because they were sick or something. I don't know what it was. You know, it was like really early. Well, anyways, this guy who I work with, I, I haven't worked for that long. I've worked at a few of just um, different corporate stores, um, chain stores, and uh, I just started working this one since Christmas. And sure enough, um, he starts asking us, don't you think someone should be fired? He asked us like three or four times, and one of my coworkers chimes in, wait, how can they call in any earlier? You just walked in the door. Because he's like, you should call a couple hours before. He just said that like a few times before when he asked us that. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, you, you just walked in the door. How could she call in? And he goes, what, you got a problem? Like immediately he just like starts saying that. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, I just wonder if I'm sick. Are, are you trying to say that we're fired? Yeah. And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, well, that's not right. If well, he starts yelling. He was like, well, fired? I don't like how confrontational you'll get in about this. And I was like. I don't even. I didn't even know this guy's name hardly at this point. I just started this job, right? What and uh, sure enough, he starts yelling, and I was like, "This is out of control." And I was like, "You know, your first reaction is you start laughing or something because it's yeah. so awkward. You're yeah, like, yeah. Why, why is this guy yelling?" And I'm like, "Are you serious, dude?" He's like, "You can just go home right now." And I was like, Holy "Whoa, shit. Oh, this just escalated in, the, in, in about one minute, forty-five seconds." Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, seriously, I was very confused. And sure enough, uh, he goes, he, it, we have, like, a really bad lighting system at the store, and you have to walk across the room to, like, turn the breaker back on. It just happened to go off at that very moment. Oh, amazing. He walks over there to turn it off, and the whole time he's like, you need to get out of here right now. I was like, well, I'm not getting very many hours right now, and I'm just starting another job in a couple of weeks. I need all the minutes I can get. He's like, yeah, just go home, and sure enough, I was like, I'm not going home, dude. I'm going to go to my aisle and start putting up stuff on the shelf. He's like, get out of here right now. I'm calling the police. I was like, whoa, this has just got really scary. 
So immediately, I don't know what it was. I pressed play, record on my phone. Okay. And sure enough, I started recording in the next three minutes. And this guy's all yelling crazy. And I'm like, dude, why are you yelling right now? This is real scary, you know, and stuff like that. And he's just yelling crazy. He's like, get the freak out of the store. Well, after three minutes, I press pause and I go, hey, thanks for um, yelling for so much because um, I think they're going to be really interested when the cops show up, how I'm just standing here while you're yelling at me. He's like, what the, f-? you know, he just slips out and he says, now, now you're in big trouble. And he just runs down the, the aisle and sure enough comes back about 40. And I go, Hey dude, you want to end this? Just say you're sorry. He goes, I'm very sorry. I, you know, disrespected you like that. I just want to say I uh, mishandled the situation and um, my apologies, please. And I was like, wow, good thing I got this uh, recording device here because that saved the day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. To, like when the boss gets so anytime the boss is like, you can go home right now. It's like, in my, if, I, if you need your job, I'm not telling you to quit, but that's a job you need to leave. You need to be working your way out the door of a job. If you go oh, in yeah. well, and they're I like, I'm going to job already lined up. Yeah. Cause it's like, if they're all, if they're threatening you all the time, you can just go out the door right now. Then yeah. you're not long for that. You're not no, going to no. retire from there. I can tell you that <laughs> they're going to oh, fire no, no. you sometime. But it's one of those things where I- you know, I'm waiting for a couple weeks till my other job has enough hours that I just started to. And I'm new into town and such. And I was like, what? this is wild. You know, this is a weird situation. Yeah, I press record from? on my phone. And honestly, I really recommend anybody, you know, and I talked to a lawyer about it afterwards to see how it all was. You're supposed to tell someone first that you're recording. No, they're not going to hold it up in court, you know, if you... Um, record it and you don't tell them but you're not going to get in trouble it can be a misdemeanor but it's not really ever you know right and it's um, really like you're doing you scare you scare the boss basically you just it's like it's not like you're saying i'm going to take this into court and admit it into court you're like you doing it so you can scare the the boss really yeah yeah you're not trying and, to and say you know he's, he's been you're not trying to say anything yeah, he's about been really the nice ever since and it's been really really cool he's been like trying to joke around with me and stuff and i was like it's just really wild how like instantly that flipped everything and even the lawyer said something really interesting it's like even if you do admit hey i'm gonna record this it can de-escalate something real quick and i'm not all for cameras i hate how they put cameras up everywhere at jobs and stuff but under those instances wow i'm just really surprised it really saved me from getting fired you know right there hell yeah yeah hell yeah and just so he didn't think people should be calling in at 5 a.m when they open sick he's he doesn't work. yeah it was really weird and he was being like real aggro about it and one of my other co-workers who never talked at all like literally said well that doesn't sound right and i was like yeah i don't know what you're really talking about right now but just in case i get sick sometime are you because he said there's a zero policy you're fired instantly if you don't give like a 48 hour notice or something i don't remember what oh, it was, I was like yeah, dang fucking wild <laughs> Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, we got a card for we you. We got a card. We we got two more calls. We got to hit everybody with the card. That's paying your toll. My husband okay, is Okay, I'll go real quick. My husband is a podiatrist and works 6 days a week. Damn, feet got to be worked on 6 days? Like, yeah. damn. Feet get fucked up. <laughs> what bothers me is he spends his free Sundays at sporting events. He's Ooh. willing to take our kids 
but I don't want them to just sitting in the bleachers and eating. I'm more the string quartet type. Oh, no. Don't you think he should compromise and do something I like? That's not, I mean, no. I, I Yes. Look, life is about compromise, and it's about doing things that you want to do. But my wife and I have a very firm, I'm not going to make you do something, like stance, because I think that that is like the shittiest thing about like, like that's like needs, sitcom behavior. This isn't you know? a replacement therapy. This isn't a replacement thing. He just needs to take his wife out to the symphony is all it is. Like, Every just, now and then. Yeah, that's yeah. enough. That's cool with me. I'm just saying like she wants him to take his Sunday where he goes to his sporting events. This guy loves to go to sporting events on Sunday. He works six days a week staring at people's like nasty awful, feet. He sounds awful, and he does need should probably not be doing that <laughs> shit. To be what honest. is wrong with that? Because he's avoiding pretty much all of his time with his wife. He spends most of his day at work, and a lot of men do that to avoid yeah. their families True. and to avoid a lot of responsibilities. Right? Work. You know what? You might be on to something. <laughs> you know, you're exactly right because work is sort of. People work is the only thing you're allowed to do to avoid yep. your wife. It's the only thing out there. If you want to avoid your partner, your significant other, the only way you can really truly do that without getting in trouble is to have to work. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work. Yeah. Oh shit. I got to work. You know, and a lot of guys do that. You're right. A lot of guys like, like structure their job in a way that keeps them away from home. Like a guy that's a pi- podiatrist, I doubt he's working at a place that requires six days a week. Yeah, of him. He's he's how, how late is he it. working? Yeah. yeah, like you could come home early and have dinner instead yeah. of just eating Taco Bell in your car again. You go see a string, string quartet with yeah, me. Yeah, go take her out. Go see Apocalyptica. Get her they a play blouse. You know, songs. Get her a blouse. <laughs> yeah, it should never get to the point where, you know, you're going to have to like lay down limits about, oh, hey, you got to do this or, ooh, there's like, this is going to be a huge, you know, like, uh, crux in our relationship or whatever. If it gets to that point, yeah, you got some serious problems. You better work on that. Right. But, agree with you. Um, the, the thing about it is, is, oh, yeah, everybody does some. There's definitely TV shows and things I'll watch with my girlfriend that I'm not into, but I'm into them because she is too sometimes. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't really enjoy it. But, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, I, I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with like having a thing that you do every he week. He could work, he could work, like I said, he could work, he could work he five could work, days. He could work five and a half days. Yeah. He could take a half day every Saturday and then give Saturday go, to his wife. Go out to dinner and dancing or something. Saturday Saturdays nights. for the string quartet and fucking. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. You got to at least make at least one date a week. Yeah. I mean, you got, I, my, my philosophy right now is like, I, if I'm, I, I want to have just nights with my wife, like, because it's been a long time since we've had them, but usually it's like one day a week. We just, ha- we spend time together doing together shit yeah. and whether it's mm-hmm. with whether we go over to Brett's house or we went over to Drew Toothpaste house last night like we are doing things together as like like as a couple you know so I, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing to have you well, shouldn't was, just give your kids the thing yeah, but she also, could also he, go he to have, a, he should have his own thing too I mean I also she could also go to a sporting event Brett she could do that yeah she could she could that's for sure. 
Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for calling in. And uh, we're going to get this last call in and be done. We're killing it, dude. All right. A little bit over. One last call. One oh, last yeah. Call. Well, I mean, 310. Oh, Did I hang up? What happened to the... I think our phone hung up here. The phone hung up? Yeah. All right. Three well, hour calls is the limit, must be? What's that? Uh, yeah, the, I think it was... Host no, because we were on for longer than three hours. The phone disconnected. Well, I mean, you should just be able to call back in. If you're How do you call back in? Don't well, I mean, should we call back in? I feel like this person waited. Yeah, they did wait a long time. How Once do we do it? The call-in number? Let's, yeah. Okay. Well, start, eight one eight vamping seven nine four. Okay, I'm talking. I'm talking to everybody. We're we're just do. hanging out. We're chatting. We're gonna figure this out. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll talk about the people in the chat. There's tons of marriages where that's a question that the, why these people get married, dude. Because people, a lot of people just feel like you have to get married, right? Well, these are yeah, and this comes from a time when people yeah did feel very pressured into staying in a lot of fucking shitty. Yeah. Like people felt like they needed to stay, and re- but I I honestly feel well, like host, you are now in the host room and can manage okay. your callers. Shut up! All in studio web interface. Show recording is <laughs> on. All right, let's get it. Let's get this. All right, we're ready to go. Last caller. Hello, what's going what on? What is up? Uh, is this me? Yeah. Yes. Woo! Glad you were there. We were hey. with the extra mile there. What's up? <laughs> Uh, not much. Um, this is a uh, wrench down in Florida. All right, what's going on tonight? Um, I go back to work tomorrow morning. Uh, well, uh, my father is a small business tyrant. Cool. Okay. Which is, uh, What's his, it's weird. What's his How deal? does that affect you and your life? Like, did he treat you? Well, I work. With... I work for him. Oh. So do several of my other family members. No. It's an auto shop. You have CEO and training uh, cards. Well, he doesn't know I'm going to try to unionize the shit out of it if he gives it to me. So. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, if you try to unionize, um, if you're salting your dad's small business, you're a king. That is king level Hall of Fame, Street Fight Hall of Fame shit. Salting your dad's but, business. But it's it's Well, it's kind of weird watching everything there because it's like, in terms of small business tyrants, he's one of the better ones to work for, but... He could be doing a lot more for his employees. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, Grant, you know, he's he's got the same crew that he opened the shop with 26 years ago. So, you know, the turnover rate's low, but, like, you know, we like we got this new guy there. He, he's got planter's warts, which are these, like, weird warts you get under the calluses in your feet. And, like... He started. He didn't get them until he started working at our shop, and like, you know, he's, he's had to take you have a warty shop. You so huh? the shop you work at like causes warts. Well, I no one else has ever gotten them. Okay, <laughs> at the shop, I've never gotten them. Okay, but he, he this guy didn't get start getting them until he started working at our shop. So I'm assuming it's he hasn't done this kind of labor before but 
Like, he does good work. There's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. But like, he just, he's just got this medical issue he's having, and he needs time off to get it dealt with. And like, he can't afford to take the time off because he used up his vacation time the last time he dealt with the same exact issue. And like, I wish I could go to my dad and just go, "Hey, just give him the fucking days. Just fucking, just give him the week off and pay him. Who, who fucking gives a shit? You can fucking afford it, you know." Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's you cool know, that you're doing fuck, that, though. Fucker buys a new truck every couple of fucking goddamn years, you know. You can fucking afford to give this guy a couple of days off and pay him for it to get his fucking planner's warts removed, but... Yeah, get them warts removed. You know, he, 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 and he's, like, saying, and he's saying, like, well, I was being nice. I gave him his vacation, his vacation time for next year early. And I'm like, well, fuck, now he doesn't have his vacation time for next fucking year. Right, right, now it's already spent. Yeah, it's already fucking spent, and it's like, you know, and like, I don't know, it's just kind of frustrating to watch, because like, anytime, like, anytime I say some shit, I kind of, I get, I, you know, I'm kind of like the black sheep of my family, so like, the it shit that like comes it. out of my mouth is rarely taken seriously, you know, but... I'm the only one in my dad's direct lineage that is even interested in working on cars. So the person that's going to probably wind up taking anything over is me. So regardless of what he does now, when I take it over, I don't know, fuck, everybody's getting raises and vacation time for starters. Hell um, yeah. Hell yeah. You got to have a... I mean, a, a, yeah, it's got to be awkward, like, but it is cool that you're at least, at least, like, if you do have this sort of position that you're in, this kind of, the kid, you're, you're uh, you have this kind of position where the you're fa- the, the son. Fa- the failed son in training. Yeah, uh, where you're able to do things that maybe other people can't do, and you're taking advantage of that yeah. to better the other workers, then that's, that's really great. But, well, the other thing is that, you know, I live in, you know, I live in Florida. It's a fairly rural town down that I live in. But uh, you know, most of most of the guys that work at the shop, they are you know they're conservatives. I'm fairly certain every person at the shop, besides myself, is. But um, the they think the system's okay. Yeah. You know, they they stare my dad in the face every day. He pulls up in his brand new 2018 Silverado, and they're fine with that. And he is, you know, I mean, you know, he comes to the shop and he works on little projects for like his other rich buddy friends that own businesses, but like, right. They're you know, the majority of the work. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I'm good. I mean, you know, if, you, if you get the chance to turn it around, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. Well, we're going to card you out here and then we're going to take the, we're going to clock out. Um, you ready? Uh, my yeah. philandering first husband is in jail for killing two people while whoa. driving drunk. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is a game you play on, like, game night? Yeah, this is <laughs> family game night. Man, did y'all pick this one for last for a reason? <laughs> he got 20 years. My new husband is a good man, fine husband, and devoted father to my two sons. My kids have no interest in visiting their father. My in-laws would take them to see him. Should I push it? 
No, you don't have to do that. I mean, don't push things. No, no. Yeah. No. That's perfect. Yeah, I think that's one of those, uh, let somebody else do the worrying about that besides you. Yeah. That's pretty cut and dry there. Yeah, Yeah. they ask, then, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. You You know how to facilitate that. But if they're not into it, get the fuck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, you know, uh, Street Fight Radio is not very much into this, like, blood is thicker than water thing. No, uh, we're it's very... pretty much even non-hierarchical. Family is not higher than friend to me. Like, right. you have to, once again, earn my respect and treat me right. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm no, with you. Uh, no unconditional love. Nope, that's true. <laughs> not for family. Family don't get it. Sorry. Right, right. I mean, I have unconditional, I have unconditional love for, for humanity. people in my life and I stuff like that. I have it for like humanity. Yeah. I mean, there are people for... that I truly, truly love, but, you know, not all of them are re- in my family. Yeah. So, you know. God, this Royal Rumble's fucking weird. I'm just going to let y'all know that. But, uh, all right, thanks for calling in. Yeah, have a We're good done, one. buddy. We did it. All right, thank you for listening to the show. That was Street Fight Radio, the three-hour-long call-in edition. We're now doing this every single week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. If you want even more Street Fight, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can sign up for just $1 a month to get even more bonus podcast audio. Brian talking to people that he's interested in. Uh, I can tell Who's you. Who's coming up? Who do we got? A few people that are about to be coming up. I got the. Cath show just came out. We just did another yep. Cath show. I got the boys from Minion Death Cult coming on. Great Tony. Soon. Yeah, and Andrew. And I have, uh, let's see here. Let's see if they, well, I know that they're going to do it. Matt Chrisman will be on with me. I got Dank Metal. I got Nick from Detroit. Uh I'm I'm still filling it out, so it'll be a period of time where I'm filling things out. Me and maybe me and Brett will do a special show or something like that in the next run or something. I'm I'm still sorting it all out, but those are three people that you're definitely getting. I recorded a podcast with Lucia Fox, Lucia, sorry, Lucia and uh, Lucia Love and OK Fox from the uh, Art and Labor podcast about organizing. Um, the art scene there in New York City. Very interesting, fun conversation. They were really good. I suggest you listen to their podcast. I was really impressed with what they do. Um, we also have our zine that comes out every single month for $3 a month. Uh, we're behind on it right now because we're lackadaisical. And, well, you know, even me, the strongest, most grittiest member of this thing, I still only have about 40% more grit than the average person um here's the thing it was bound to get behind at some point yeah it's the show it's hard we're two guys running a thing we do have a zine person but we're really at our core two guys and we have everything filters through us and we're anarchists and we're flaky and shit happens (laughs) yes but you can do that also right now the big thing is for five dollars a month we have this bonus video level and you can watch the Firefest documentary. We watched the net, the Netflix one. Yep. We watched the Netflix one, full commentary with us, video reaction and everything by going to the patreon.com slash radio. I'm going to also have our bonus. I'm going to have our live show from LA. It turned out wonderfully. The video looks great. I've got bonus footage all the way from our Midwestern tour still. I'm going to be digging into. So there's a lot of bonus video footage. And for that $5 a month, you're getting all the zines and you're getting all the bonus audio. So check out Patreon for more Street Fighter Radio content. We'll see you later this week. Follow us on social too. 
Um, we're doing updates on Street Fight WCRS is our username on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Peace. I've been feeling kind of cooped up, cooped up. I'm trying to get some fresh air. Hey, well, you got the roof off, roof off. You know it never rains here. Hey, you ain't got a flash and you're taking your picture. You ain't got to draw no extra retention. Paparazzi want to shoot ya, shoot ya. Niggas down for less out here. I'm Kendrick Lamar, respect me from afar I was made in this image, you call me a god Everybody in attendance, I'm about to perform Everybody get offended by the shit I got on Like can you buy that nigga a hundred horse? Can you drive that nigga a G5? Can you fly that nigga? I need 10 so I can look at the snakes and poses I need 10, cause bomb head is non-disclosure I need 10, so I can live with a peace of mind Without niggas taking a peace of mind And peace be still and I do fine So fuck a fix-it ticket, you pull me over and might see One of your bitches <laughs>
I'm gonna make